You're listening to the Numina Podcast. The episode we've been waiting for, the the only gaming focused one, and it took us four four episodes to get here. Hell yeah, dude! That's fine. Um, <clears throat> we made it. We did make it. We did make it. So yeah, Destiny, also known as the best worst game ever made. Um, yes. Th- thoughts. I, I hate it so much because <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And does. you hate to see the things that you love change, even even if it's for the better. You know yeah true it's the comfort zone that's actually probably the first thing i'd want to talk to you about because i feel like for people that have been playing since d1 into d2 uh things have changed so much yet from the outside eye looking in obviously people are gonna be like it's the same fucking game like you guys are playing the same thing what would you say are like if you could pick like maybe your, your, your top three big shifts in either design like kind of mo or just the direction the game's going like for for good or ill, whichever, like what would you say your top mm-hmm. kind of changes that you've seen implemented over the years have been? It's a good question. Uh, before I answer that, I will preface just because the thought popped up. In case you don't know what Destiny is, oh yeah, that's uh, it's a game that's made good. By Ubisoft. It's like <laughs> a first person MMO gotcha game. type game, yeah, I suppose. Gotcha. Um, lots of loot grinding, lots of space magic, and shooting aliens and blowing stuff up with magic space fire yeah and yeah. It's, it's a blast also uh, made by bungie i'm not sure if that was a meme but yes <laughs> was the oh, ubisoft bungie, thing a yeah, meme yeah you did, did. you said ubisoft and i was i was like is he memeing or is he just like did he just fuck up yeah no, no bungie God. bungo the the halo devs yeah <laughs> cancel it cancel it roll it back <laughs> um yeah bungie bungo we love bungo um yeah, but it's a it's to yeah. Answer, to to answer the question of uh how it's changed. Like I I played a little bit of Destiny 1, primarily just the beta. I was like, "Oh, this is a cool game. I'll play it when it comes out." And I I never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz I was like sucked into Modern Warfare or whatever. Sure. But Destiny 2, I definitely sunk my teeth into like right when it came out, and I've just been hooked ever since. And yeah. a lot has changed <laughs> since then in terms of like how they how the developers treat the game. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the the game has just grown so exponentially. I think it's like either top forty or top twenty on the Steam charts. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's, it's growing it's, increasingly <clears throat> fast. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because especially with uh, the free to play. 
Yeah, yeah, that's actually that's actually a good point. I completely forgot they made that change where the base game is completely free to play, and then the only thing they charge you for is the seasonal content and the expansions. But um, yeah, no, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. I played a little bit of D1 at a friend's house because it was <clears throat> it was obviously a console exclusive. It was exclusive to the PlayStation. Um, and I really liked what I played, but I, at the time was, I think I was in college and I just like did, didn't fucking have time really to play it. You know, like I was just constantly, if I, if I wasn't working, I was in class or, or some shit, you know, I was just like, I just didn't have the time. And then I also like, <clears throat> I think I had a PS3 and I just didn't really want to, um, I just wasn't console gaming much. It was like, if I had any time to game, it was PC. Right. So, um, I just, it just, it just kind of flew by. Um, and then, but I always watched it. I was always watching from the sidelines because like Bungie is one of my all time favorite development studios because like, you know, Halo, like how, you know, it's like, I grew up playing yeah. Halo. I grew up, Halo You're is arguably, Halo games. yeah, Halo is arguably the game that prepped me for like Call of Duty, like MW4 specifically, um, and, or call, I guess Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, and like, and, and then like the kind of explosion that like competitive first person or arcade shooters had on the market. Um, but like, yeah, no, Halo has always just been one of my favorite franchises. I, I love their take on sci-fi. And then I would always watch like from the sidelines and like, damn, I just really love this world. I really like, I don't know anything about mm this world that they're creating but i fucking love it i love this like you said like this kind of like space magic meets you know kind of almost marvel-esque superhero abilities meets like kind of you know halo-ish like character design aesthetics and and especially the weapons but um mm. yeah like i it, i kind of d1 came and went and i couldn't i also like never really shot or shot jesus i never really could shake the feeling that even from the people who played D1, a lot of the complaints that I heard was like, it felt a little half-baked, especially at, la at launch. Cause like, it just, I mean, and that's I think a symptom of any of those big games when they come out is that there's so much work that goes into just getting them launch ready that you're oh, never yeah. you're never gonna get everything that you want in the game right at launch. It's going to have to be. It was super ambitious. Yeah, like the uh, idea yeah. of taking this entire universe and making a, a game about it, but that's where I think it kind of shines. Yeah, in the sense of like what they can do with with all the stories and the content, and the missions, and all that stuff, because it yeah. can literally go anywhere because yeah. it's the universe. There's yeah. no specific like. I mean, I guess there kind of is like a vague enemy, but it's always sure. like this generalized form of evil sure, or whatever the, you want to call it. you're going up against, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's And there's fair. just so many facets to like what you can do in the game. Yeah. And, yeah. and the same goes to Halo. Like they had horror aspects. So does Destiny. Like there's some True. missions where you're just like, oh shit, this is kind of spooky. Yeah, I mean the but entire... So you have like... Sorry, Go I was ahead. gonna. No, sorry, sorry. I was gonna say the entire Shadowkeep expansion was essentially a love letter to like sci-fi oh, yeah. horror. Horror, like shit was terrifying. <laughs> like the first time through, cosmic horror. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get like your your like super standardized like heroes story. You yeah, know, yeah. The, the hero's like journey. Yeah, generic, but it's it's good. Like it's a it's yeah a tried and true format. Yeah, they and they play to the, the formula well. Sto storytelling and characters. It's yeah. just like really, really vast, which True. I appreciate. True. It's definitely However, an epic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of like how 
the game itself outside of story has been developing to meet like modern gaming mm. trends um is interesting because everything nowadays has a battle pass it's like a live service type deal yeah yeah. And Destiny wasn't like that at first, obviously, because no. it was years ago when it came out. But now they've got like their season passes and the battle pass or what, what's it called? I forget what it's called. The, the seasonal the pass. pass. I think it's called I think it's literally called seasonal the seasonal pass. pass. Yeah. Yeah. And so and then they've got the store too that refreshes all the time. And yeah. it's it's interesting because like not only are you getting new you know, cosmetics or guns to play with every season, but mm. also every week there's something new. Yeah. Like yeah, either story based or like things you can grind for, like certain weapons. Like it's yeah. if you're invested in the game, you have to keep tabs on what loot is available on what day if yeah. you're if you're like trying to get something specific. And I find that really interesting. Um I'm definitely a sucker and sucked into it. So like I'll watch YouTube videos and be like, oh shit, like this lost sector is dropping exotic head armor and I need this one piece for my Titan. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna set aside a part of my schedule to go grind that today. Yeah. So it's like it's got me by the balls, but but I I think it's a really healthy thing to just like keep it diverse because you don't want to stagnate. No. With no well with the amount of content you're putting out. Yeah, I think there's there's a kind of um especially when we use when people use the term like modern gaming as kind of like a <laughs> hilariously is like a pejorative and and like they just kind of lament, you know, it's the whole like rose-colored glasses like oh gaming was just so much better back with XYZ year and it's like well, you know, those are those are pretty hollow statements unless you actually have some like, you know, rationale to back that up. And like, well, I don't agree with I don't think like, you know, every fucking game needs to be live service. I don't think every thing that comes out needs to try to be the only game that you play, but I also don't really see, yeah, I don't really see that much of a negative in, uh, games that do cater to an audience that they know is there. Like you said, like for example, with the way that Bungie drip feeds seasonal content over, uh, well, the course of a season, right? Every week there's new seasonal challenges. There's usually new story stuff to do. Uh, this was actually kind of evidenced back with like, it, I think this last season was kind of one of the best examples of that in that with every single mm -hmm. week, there was a new sever mission. <clears throat> and for those of you that are unfamiliar, you're basically doing kind of one to three person like solo op missions where you are teaming up with like you know fan favorite and long-standing like franchise characters to essentially like rid them of their trauma and actually like not only get some really cool exposition in terms of um who they are and what they've been through in their past but also kind of like reshaping and reforming their narrative arc to maybe set them up for something bigger and better in the future so and and keep in mind they do that they do this with like four characters that are pretty pivotal over the course of, 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 over that one season. And like, and then every week it was a new, you know, it was a new mission that was in a different part of his derelict ship. Um, but obviously not every season was like that. Was there really, were some seasons that were, Oh, sorry, please go on. Uh, I was just going to say, it was really cool because it like takes the character that's just like, Oh, they give me bounties and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And it takes that character. You're like, and, Oh, they're a person. It's a little backstory to them. So yeah, you feel more like they're a person. 
even mm-hmm. though they're just pixels on a screen. It's it's <clears> weird because <throat> you yeah. start to form these emotions for these virtual characters, yeah. and it, you yeah. just get more invested. Basically, yeah, it's 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 the same with like the difference between having you know a very well written character arc in a TV show and a character who's just sort of there doing shit for the sake of the plot. And you're like, well, okay, this this dude's fucking mm-hmm. two dimensional. I don't know them. You know, I don't really feel anything in regard to them. So, like, why would I care about them? Whereas, like, for example, I would I would make the argument to to kind of draw the parallel between like television, um, Breaking Bad, for example, and even all the spinoff stuff with like Better Call Saul or El Camino or whatever. The reason why that franchise mm-hmm. in that world was so successful is because Vince Gilligan, the head writer, knows exactly how to make you empathize and sympathize with the characters. And not only show you the direct, like, connecting points that drive the characters to do these things, but also in kind of a clever way to, like, sort of subvert expectations in terms of who these characters are and where they're going. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with Breaking Bad, but essentially, like, the docile kind of, you know, well-to-do chemist or chemistry teacher who's, you know, suffering from cancer and he's doing it, quote, for his family, ends up being a horrendous, selfish, Mm -hmm. egomaniac villain, whereas the quote, burnout drug drug dealer, you know, former student actually ends up being one of the characters that has the most heart and and like wants, you know, out of the out of that sort of lifestyle. But that not to get too far into that, but it's just like, yeah, like they use they use really smart ways of peppering in dialogue, peppering in exchanges. Uh, the comm system is actually probably one of the best ways to do this. This, is, this isn't necessarily anything new. A lot of games do this in terms of like conveying story, but when you have like multiple characters on a comm channel chatting in your ear while you're doing a mission and they're kind of having banter back and forth, like they don't need to be present on screen, oh, but they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're still there discussing things. Sometimes, you know, it's for comedic relief. Sometimes it's it's like, you know, very intense exposition. exposition or yeah, detail. exactly. But they're always, they're, they're doing something. And going back to what you said, I think it's very easy to forget just how fucking big the game is like i remember we had a week where we had like a day or two yeah we had like a day or two where we kind of just did a bunch of random shit we didn't have like a plan but we're like yeah you want to do a lost sector sure you want to go gambit sure you want to go just like fuck around and explore these zones sure and it just kind of dawned on me i'm like dude we there and then you know you add in the raids on top of that and you add in the seasonal content on top Mm -hmm. of that and then you add in all the hidden shit because bungie loves to hide things and it's just like not to yeah, even mention so many secret like little details yeah yeah and it's like it just yeah kind of dawned on me i'm like okay yeah no this is like an mmo in like the traditional sense of the world the word of like you know i think mmos have become so commonplace now that they've moved away from like kind of the almost the the, the thousands uh, definition of just like it's like these massive worlds where you're always seeing players there and you have like a shared server whereas mm-hmm. like destiny is kind of somewhere in between where like it's not a shared server because it's a global shard system right anybody can join anybody at any time which is fucking awesome especially now with crossplay right. there's there's it's no like server to speak of yeah is, uh, yeah but and you like, can you you know i mean if you're playing solo you spawn into like a like a planet or a destination yeah. is what it's called yeah uh, you spawn in and like you're probably going to see somebody. You might see like 20 people. Sure. Or you might be by yourself. It's, it's yeah, always, it's, diff- it's, it's a little different a, every it's time. It's a global thing. And it's cool yeah. because like the interaction with just random players is sometimes cool. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, like absolutely. For public events, you, you just see all these random people come out of the woodwork and all of a sudden you doing this, you know, 
public world event is now you and you know six other people doing a public world event you're like oh shit like this there's people in this game i'm not i mean (laughs) we we've literally met people that we ended up like playing for months with just off of like memeing in fucking public events or memeing in strikes or something like you know it's like the the social the social element's always there if you want to engage with it but it's not it's not again it's not mandatory like i mean i played the game solo for so fucking long Mm-hmm. Well, like randomly queuing up for like uh, end game content where you have to form a group before you go in. There's no matchmaking. So you use the yeah. Destiny app or whatever you have. You find a group of people who are wanting to do this specific event, whether it be a raid, a dungeon, or just like some specific sort of grinding. Yeah. And you can meet people that way. And like raids and dungeons usually are like mandatory. You need to talk to each other. You need other to be on comms. Unless yeah. everybody knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. Like you meet a lot of cool people that way. And and that's kind of cool, but I, I suppose that's that's similar with any MMO. I mean, you've you've had a lot of experience with with WoW. I've never played it, but Paul, it but seems I'm pretty similar you. in the sense of like meeting people and yeah. then forming connections with those people, and then all of a sudden you have a group. Yeah, yeah, I'm de- cool. I'm absolutely sending you. A re- give me your email, bitch. I'm sending you a recruiter friend. Um, no, I'm happy that you mentioned like wow because I've I've recently um, been getting back into it because the Shadowlands season four came out and it's actually interesting to see um, to kind of draw a comparison with the way that WoW has changed. WoW used to never have seasons. WoW the way that WoW used to be is that you buy an expansion, you have all the content that went into the expansion. You know, it's usually ten new levels of content. You get to max level, and then you have the the kind of core three pillars of what the game is, which is actually very similar to Destiny. I was always kind of make the joke that like Destiny is is first person shooter World of Warcraft because the three core pillars of WoW, if for end game content, are um, PvP, dungeons, and raids. And for Destiny, it's literally strikes, or I guess dungeons, right? Strikes, dungeons kind of mixed in together because Nightfalls kind of count towards mm-hmm. the sort PVE of end, PV, end game PvE content for sure. <clears throat> dungeons can, they're not that tough really, like unless you're doing them on, on higher difficulties. <clears throat> but, um, right. you know, G- Gambit and Crucible kind of get, I would lump those both in sort of like the PV, PvP area just because Gambit is sort of PvPVE. But then raids are raids, right? Like WoW's raids, right. it, same thing as like Destiny, except just you know different play group sizes. But you know you've got a boss, you've got trash, you you kind of fight your way to the boss, and then you do the encounter with specific mechanics, and you get raid loot. And there's usually a weekly lockout to the raid loot, so you do it usually once per week. Actually, no, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't we say that uh, there is a lockout on raid loot on des- in Destiny, but you can also like run the str- uh, raid as many times as you want for like rep or something? What was it? What's the what's the gimmick with Destiny? It's like you can run the raid as many times as you want. So per week that is. With with Destiny, um <clears throat> you don't Oh god, how does it work? You get a chance they at raid like weapons and gear, right? Like once per chest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and the secret chests only reward you with gear once per week. I think That's the it. encounter, okay. like once you finish a like an encounter, uh-huh. it'll give you gear for that encounter, but not. It'll only give you like one thing versus a normal encounter where you'll get like maybe two things. 
Okay, right. Then, so you still get um, something, but it's like a, a limited, a smaller pool. So you can farm it, but like they still kind of you have your biggest chance. It's like the pinnacle system, right? Like, hey, do this thing once per week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Same thing. Okay. And then I'm, sometimes they'll have a farmable dungeon or raid where it's like, that's hey, true. you can farm this and get loot like you normally would. Yeah. But without waiting yeah. a week in between. <clears throat> yeah, and they usually, <clears throat> excuse me, goddamn, they usually do that towards the end of seasons, don't they? When they kind of unlock things typically like, yeah yeah and they're like all right fuck it you know there's like, like three you got weeks all the left story stuff out of the way yeah. like you're bored so have yeah. at it hot shot yeah that's go, go do something play the game damn it <laughs> that makes sense but um yeah it's um going back to the thing with like seasonal stuff it's like in the way like for example wow has changed or just the way the mmos have changed so like yeah like an expansion would come out you'd have 10 levels of content and then <clears throat> you would have um patch content that would supplement the expansion for roughly two two-ish years which is a fucking very long amount of time to be playing one expansion but wow's wow's a bit of a different beast and like they're, they're they do things their mm-hmm. their own way for better or for worse but um only in like i think it was in the previous expansion i think i can't remember when they actually started doing it when when they actually started referring to them as seasons maybe i'm my fucking memory is just shot but i remember like <clears throat> they're really they really started pushing it really it felt like they really started pushing the seasonal terminology in this most recent expansion in that they would have seasonal brackets for literally everything like from raiding to dungeons to PvP. And I know that that was in the game prior to that. Like it was like a new addition, but it felt like they were just kind of like really pushing that on the forefront of like, hey, guess what? It's a brand new, it's not just like a, a, a patch, it's a brand new season full of a bunch of new seasonal content. And they were really marketing it as that, like, you know, kind of, kind of, essentially, like the entire games industry does this. If your game is multiplayer and if it's live service or mm-hmm. has live service elements, everything is a season right you have seasonal content for this seasonal content for that which you could make the argument that's also probably influenced by tv and um just other forms of media of like you know seasons of a show which again isn't necessarily a bad thing but i do think that and this is one thing i wanted to get into to, to, to kind of talk on the negative elements of not necessarily just destiny but like we'd have to talk about it in destiny because I feel like the community outcry over the past couple of right. years has been huge <laughs> is the sense of like FOMO and yeah, the sense of FOMO uh, oh, in yes, destiny absolutely. and the sense of like, and again, not just destiny that's across the board in these kinds of games, especially with systems like the battle passes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, yeah, I remember like when the change started to happen from like, Hey, here's, an expansion because like when destiny 2 first came out they had that really small string of what they called expansions which nobody really treats them as expansions anymore of Warmind, um whatever the fucking curse of osiris curse or whatever osiris. yeah Warmind, curse of osiris and then wasn't there another one or was it just those two i think it was just those two right um, or was there a third one i think it was just those two yeah, it doesn't matter but like basically I small yeah, pretty small DLC <laughs> DLC packs that were like neither seasons nor expansions, kind of like somewhere in the middle. And then when they said, you know, when they basically changed, well, we should also mention that. <clears throat> so Bungie literally signed with Activision and then like two to three years in the partnership basically bought their rights back to Destiny from Activision to essentially mm-hmm. dip dip the fuck out and do their own thing because they were not happy with the pressure that they were receiving from the publisher because Activision from what at least what we know right what what Bungie told like what they released publicly 
in what we can infer from like the dev interviews is that it seems that Activision was trying to push them to a kind of adopt an annual COD like release, which while that system works for games like Call of Duty, it doesn't work for destiny because first off call of duty is a franchise that has literally like fucking 13 or 15 studios at any given time working on it and then on top of that right like bungie does it like bungie is an international company but like i'm sure they outsource shit to like smaller studios or they have partners or whatever but it's like nowhere near the amount of people i think work on on destiny as they do on cod but also it's just it's it's like we've talked a lot about this about how we just wish they would just drop the destiny 2 and just moving forward, just call yourself Destiny. Because I feel like just what they wanted Destiny, to do, yeah. yeah, what they wanted to do is probably that. They, But obviously with the Activision partnership, well, they, they, they had to market it as a that, sequel. Yeah. yeah, they're like, we never wanted to really do a sequel. We wanted to have a game that we could just keep improving on and building this the world. Destiny and the universe. Exactly. And, and then just like, hey, you boot up Destiny and then here's all this, you know, kind of stuff. Kind of like how, like, you know. World of Warcraft will probably never, ever get a sequel because there's no fucking need for it until the tech there's becomes no reason. Yeah. Until it becomes so unwieldy, which with the amount of work they do on the engine, I doubt it ever will. Um, that they literally necessitates a brand new engine to do things that they want to do with like that. They so quote can't do, which I can't even imagine what that would be um, there. Mm-hmm. It's the, you like you would just cannibalize your own own fucking audience and you just there's no reason to do that. Um, It'd be making like making a Sea of Thieves 2. Yeah. Or yeah. Or Why would you escape from Tarkov too? like there's no reason like the game's not set up for for that. Yeah, because it's no. always dumping more shit into the game. So and, and people work so so hard for what they have in the game to work. Yeah, and to and to take it away. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So there's a couple of points I want to touch on, and I wanted to make mm-hmm. sure I'm doing it deliberately, so we're not bouncing off the walls, and we people can actually follow our our, our trains of fair, thought. Fair. <laughs> but so that. Do you think that the current state of Destiny's content schedule and the sense of like FOMO or no FOMO, or I guess how much is FOMO a real thing for you and for players? And how much do you think it's really what it is? It's it's um, it's psychologically induced marketing, because like for me, for example, it's like one of the tips that I've been getting because like I've been setting up merch stores um, in like the last month. One of the fucking marketing emails I always get from like the marketing tip department is basically like, hey, run a sale, induce FOMO run a 30% off sale for a weekend or a week and tell people that this is a limited time thing because it forces them to take an act. <clears throat> it forces them to take an action. It's pressure, right? Hey, this right. thing's coming. These are, these are the dates that typically as humans, when something is around indefinitely, we don't really give a fuck about it. When we know it's a limited time event. You take it for uh, granted, yeah. Yeah, you take it for granted. But when you know it's it's coming and then it's going, it forces you to be like, all right, you want in or you want out? And that's just that's just like, that's just normal human psychology. Like I, I, but I think that the, or basic, I should say, I think that the degree marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's how are you going to get people to make a decision or, or, or go one way or the other. But I guess the question for me is like, do you think that the state, when people can bitch about, I don't want to say bitch because they're, they are valid complaints, but when they complain about like, you know, FOMO or when they complain about all these different things, how much of it is valid and how much of it is like maybe you think coming from a place of like they might be tilted because they just don't have enough time to play as much as they want to reach the things that they want to reach or you know where where is this coming from because we talked earlier with like live service it's like personally 
I love, like, I think for me, Destiny's Battle Pass, or Seasonal Pass, I should say, is probably at the top of the list in terms of seasonal passes I love to complete because you get so much from it that you can use in game. You get so many dope oh, yeah. things. Like, like their seasonal pass consistently has been one of the most rewarding, fulfilling, and just like I love getting the the armor, the little like uh, ornament pieces that you can like change your aesthetic up. The ornaments, yeah. yeah, look, there have been there have been ones that I've liked more and, and others that I've liked less, but that's natural. Like those are just aligned with preferences. But like when I look at that and then I look at a battle pass like Valorant, and then I'm like, this is fucking trash. Like this, like this battle pass has like three half decent things. I don't give a fuck about anything else. Like shitty little stickers or dumb looking charms. And then clearly the best skins are the ones they want you to pay 20 to 50 to $80 for. It's like, well, why the fuck would Mm -hmm. I even grind the battle pass when the best looking thing is always going to be in the store? Like, of course it's always going to be in the store. They want you to buy it. But when you, when the, when the gap between what you're selling for money and what's earnable in the battle pass is a fucking chasm, it's just so blatant. It's like you, you can stand to throw in a couple of dope fucking looking things instead of just like, these C-list shit tier looking skins and weapon that just like clearly just they don't even feel rewarding. It's like, hey, you got to tier 30. Here's milk toast. Here's beige. You guys like myrrh? You like the color myrrh? It's like, mm-hmm. no, I fucking don't. No, who does? And so I think like it's I, go I on, think sorry. what Destiny does right is they don't put like to, to my remembrance, like what they put in the battle pass or the season pass is like you have your your hype pieces like yeah. what's on the pedestal in the front or what's in the glass display case in the front of the store you're like sure. ooh that exotic looks really cool with that skin on it or like oh my god that armor set looks dope but then like on the way there you're not like getting bombarded with random shit you don't want yeah. what they do instead is they give you either xp boosts like things that help you progress through the battle pass yeah once you've completely or, filled it out it's like 32 percent seasonal xp i think which oh, is yeah, a no, pretty substantial like increased, amount yeah you get like increased xp increased like uh in-game currency but then also they give you like planetary materials like like currency materials for the game and so yeah. you're getting stuff that helps you in the game not just like random camos that you're never going to use and then they also give you, uh, in the game, they have engrams, which is essentially like a random roll loot box. Yeah. In, in something like Apex or, or Valorant, maybe. I don't it's, know it's, like it's, a, like a it's, loot box system, but it's like, you it's don't like know a gotcha. what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a, it's the gotcha game mechanic. And, and honestly, yeah. I feel like that's also something that's been, okay, here's, I know exactly what point I want, wanted to address. Um, that kind of has to do with like the the sentiment that a lot of gamers have when it, I think it comes to these games. So for those of you that are unaware, a gotcha game is essentially like if you've ever gone to um, like any kind of fair or even like fu- a fucking diner can have them. They're those little, you know, like the little like, hey, put in 25 cents, crank the knob and see what you get. You know, you're going to get a little capsule that you don't know what's going to be. You could see what's but like potentially available inside, like you said, through the display case, but you don't know what you're going to get until you open it. Now, with Destiny, the things that come from these engrams are armor pieces, weapons, all these different sorts of things that you can equip to your character uh, or dismantle for for resources that you could then use to to do other things with. But with games like uh, I'm thinking right now, I think Genshin Impact is the one that pops into my mind the most because with Genshin Impact, it's kind of like a party based 
game like you don't control one character you control four characters at once that you can sort of swap to each one of them at any one time sorry you can only control one at a time but through using like different keybinds you can hot swap essentially in between these characters now one of the biggest complaints with Genshin is that the way you get new characters is kind of essentially through an engram system right like it's a gotcha system you have this thing I don't know what they're called in the game it could be like crystal shards or star shards or some shit I don't know it doesn't matter but like you use currency that you obtain in game and that you can also buy like with real money um to get these characters to essentially have a roll chance at getting this character and now also genshin does it takes an extra degree which is also really popular like in mobile gaming now where like you know you don't get i mean in a sense destiny has this but you have to work toward it with like uh like in genshin it's stars right like you didn't just get a character you didn't just get a weapon Actually, sorry, no, mm-hmm. I don't think it's applied to characters. It's applied to weapons and gear. So, like, you rolled the thing, you got an armor piece, but it's a two-star, and you were going for a six-star, right? Because the six-star is clearly the best, and you want the best. We always want the best. We want the meta. Right. Where, like, in Destiny, you roll a piece. Uh, the equivalent would be, like, god rolls. Like, there, I think, is a very unhealthy obsession with people who played some people who play Destiny about the god roll system, and it's plagued. Oh, yeah. It has plagued the community, and obviously, I feel bad for these individuals because it's like you—it's—it's hyperfixation of the worst kind. Where if you think that you don't have the best possible thing, you have the worst thing. It's almost the Ricky Bobby Talladega Nights shit, where you're like, if you're not first, you're last. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah, yeah. One of the guns, like, okay, maybe you didn't get the god roll that people online are talking about, but like. If you like the role with the the perks on the gun and you have fun with it, awesome. That's the biggest thing. You just cancel it and you move on. You'll get another one in a day. And so this is the thing when we talk about the way that game design influences player behavior. And I really don't think there's a single thing. I mean, Bungie, in my opinion, like they already they uh, they added a crafting system to the game with this last expansion, which is the I think that uh, was a pretty good idea, very good idea. The relic thing, where it's like, hey, you don't want to, fu-, you know, it's like it's our it's their way of mitigating the pain of people who play for god rolls. But realistically, right. realistically, there is nothing I think that a developer can do to mitigate that sort of mindset from those kinds of players in the player base. Because I've met my fair share of them in World of Warcraft. I've met my fair share of the excuse me. In Call of Duty, where, like, if you're not running the absolute meta of the gun, like, they will do absolutely everything possible to give themselves to eke out, like, the slightest advantage over anything that they perceive to be in competition with. And, again, that isn't inherently a negative mindset. Like, if you're playing competitively, if you're playing for the meta, if you have money riding on this, like, you know, if you're doing this shit professionally, I understand that. Like, there's there's just, there's some, there's, there, the stakes are there. But when it comes to, like, are you having fun in the game? There's exactly. there's this level of like just kind of like a cognitive disconnect where you just like they think that if they just didn't get the absolute best possible thing, they got fucked. And fuck you, Bungie, and fuck Destiny. And I mean, we've met our fair share of them. We knew a guy who literally was like you could hear the visible frustration in his voice where he would talk about he like spent 40 hours or 60 hours in a week running a single lost sector over and over and over trying to get this god roll that he didn't get and so he like resents the game now and i'm like i have to wonder i'm like is this do you just like hate yourself is this like a form of self-harm or self-hatred because in my mind like that I just I can't rationalize that shit. Like, and like why? the differences between roles on on weapons is so minimal. 
Like they all perform at a baseline and then like and some the peak and baseline some is substantial. Yeah. The baseline is yeah, fucking like substantial. The difference between a god roll and a, like a not god roll weapon is is minimal. Like we're talking like 0.07 TTK in Crucible or the PvP mode. Like it, it's so minimal. Yeah. And people lose their mind over it. It's yeah, like, because it's like it's it's any perceived and this is the thing it's like that I think when we when we talk about modern gaming I think the the conversation that or just game it's not even modern gaming just gaming in general but like I we have to say modern gaming cuz well obviously it's the it's in our current era in the time that we're alive it's the but modern uh, times. Yeah, but but at the same time it's like it's I think gaming is blown up over the years in a way that like we all I think anybody who has two fucking brain cells to rub together and has been playing games for longer than like five years knew that it was inevitable they were going to enter the mainstream they've always been kind of in the mainstream but just like they've become even more mainstream um that like this this conversation always gets levied or the blame always gets put at the foot of the developers but yet the developers are also, in most cases, gamers themselves who are very passionate mm-hmm. about what they do, who want to make a good game and who also like have access to data and telemetry and, and data points and like clusters of information that like the player base just doesn't. And they don't make these decisions. Just they know they don't have like a fucking I mean, maybe some devs do, but like there's not like a fucking pin the tail on the donkey like dope sheet on the fucking wall where they're like oh what are we doing this season i don't know dude spin the wheel or like th- throw the fucking tail like you know whatever man just who cares <laughs> like there's there's usually more that goes into it and it's not these are team decisions <laughs> right <laughs> R- right right like these are these are team decisions that like get made by like com- like a fucking like almost you know a tribunal almost at some point where like you have to you're really trying to find the best way forward because you're not making just a willy-nilly student project you've got millions if not billions of dollars on the line the billions coming from the fact that sony bought out bungie for like 3.6 billion which is fucking crazy going back to what you said earlier about the popularity of of destiny but like it's always this this blame is always levied at the feet of the developers and while i'm sure that there are some developers who who do engage in predatory practices and who do i mean we've we've seen them with like either loot boxes or the gambling mechanics and they they don't give a fuck because they know people are going to pay money for it and so they're feeding into the you know this 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 sort of negative psyche but there is an element of like so much comes from the community as well that it's fucking ludicrous to me that like we just give each other this like blank pass and it's just constantly like throwing ire and anger at the developer where and then like not addressing just like yo no hey maybe like we're part of the problem too no fuck no fuck no we're not we're just consumers the customer's always right yeah Yeah, we're here to be fed yeah except when you're not like what the fuck you know it's just I don't know It's, It's, it's like it's like I don't know that's like going to Denny's and then being mad that you got like average food. It's like yeah. you went to Denny's. Yeah. Yeah. What did you expect? I, I will say preface. I do like Denny's. They make yeah, they, don't slander they decent food. Don't Not slander the D. Denny's. Denny's, <laughs> Denny's knows words. <laughs> They'll slander on my D like that. <laughs> don't. But yeah. It's just like. Like the game is what the game is, and obviously the developers want to make uh, an enjoyable experience, not only for the consumer but also something that they're proud of and want to yeah. play themselves. Yeah. And so for you to sit there and you know criticize that 
oh, the RNG is bad and I didn't get my God roll after spending 40 hours in the game. It's like, okay, well, maybe you should be a grown up and understand that this is gambling, essentially. <laughs> you're gambling. Yeah, no, you're not literally with money, gambling. But with time. With time, yeah. And like, it's probability, it's basic probability. You're not it's guaranteed like, anything. Yeah. And like, why so, would you invest that time in a system you're not guaranteed anything? Like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's like, it's it's just, it's I, I can't see it as anything other than just delusion. Sorry, go, go on. I didn't mean it's to like buying a lottery ticket. And if they're like, hey, if you buy this lottery ticket, we'll give you a free snow cone. And so everybody who bought a lottery ticket gets a free snow cone, but only one person wins the lottery. And you're mad that you didn't win the lottery, so fuck the lottery system. Yeah. It's like, no. Like, you essentially just paid for a snow cone with a, a chance. chance with a chance. Yeah. 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 Like that's take it. what you have and enjoy it. Yeah. Because that's what it, that's what it is. It's, it's well, a game. And it's not, <laughs> yeah, no, that's well, okay. It's not going to make you the best at the game. And this is something that I wanted to also tie into the fact that like, I mean, listen, I, I, I know full well the, the links that people will go to, to get an edge over the competition that might be nefarious or illegal. Or, I mean, like you can look at any professional fucking sporting, you know, system and you Looking don't get hackers. Yeah. And well that, but you can also just like, you know, when you look at like, you know, like traditional athletic sports, like soccer or boxing or anything like, you know, rigged games, thrown matches, corruption out the fucking wazoo, just, you know, tons of, tons of really scummy shit. So like people will often go, especially when there's money on the line, people will go to fucking, insane lengths to try to to try to just win right but the thing that yeah. the thing that where i wanted to touch on and this isn't necessarily limited to um to what is it uh destiny this is limited to this this is a general thing in the gaming industry um but i think in the in recent years i've noticed it most coming from like a very very fucking toxic and possibly delusional and, and like mentally unwell portion of the, of the destiny community because the community is so large and this is what always happens like wow for years has been known to have it to be like a toxic game and I think that's in part with uh, League of Legends is the same way where like whenever a game gets that big and there's and it's a competitive game, the toxic mm -hmm. minority tends to swell to a certain point because the people that are toxic and the people that are just sort of mentally unwell and use this game as a way to feel better about themselves or to project their sort of quote perceived superiority on others or who just need that you know win in life they've it's easier to find like-minded individuals in a bigger community than it is in a smaller one obviously because usually in smaller communities people like that stay quiet because they they it's harder to find people like that. And then if you have like, you know, two people or three people who are miserable together, usually the rest of the group fucking just goes, all right, you know, y'all have fun with that. I'm out. But when you have millions, you know, of people playing, it's much easier to find individuals like that. Who And also it's like, you know, we can talk about rage baiting and all these different things where like if someone's angry and they go online, they post about it and someone, you know, they, they get like 300 upvotes and they get validated and then everybody's just bitching in the fucking, you know, subreddit. It's like, we made that joke a couple of like months ago of like, if you read the Destiny subreddit and you'd never played the game and you assumed that the Destiny subreddit was an accurate representation of what the game was like, you would think that this was the worst fucking game ever made and you would be baffled <laughs> to be like, how is this so popular if it's so shitty, right? Like, how is this game still going and growing? Like you said, it's still growing it's after all these years. Yeah, it's it's the vocal minority, absolutely. And then it's like, and it's also- Everybody sort playing the game 
is playing the game. It. Yeah. They're it's not just bitching. playing the game. Yeah, they're not bitching. They don't care. They don't I'm care. Yeah, play the game instead of writing a Reddit post. Yeah, and so the thing I was going to talk to you about delusion. I don't know if you saw, but um, one of the Destiny devs, I forget his name, one of the Bungie devs, um, literally took a break from social media because he started receiving death threats because of the implemented oh, change yeah. to Titans. So for those of you that are unaware, Titans, the the uh, the Destiny has three classes: Titan, Hunter, Warlock, and they sort of ascribe to the traditional RPG like stat distribution of dexterity, strength, and intelligence. You have your warlocks, which are like intelligence. You have your titans, which are, you know, big buff boys or strength. And you have your hunters, which are like your archers and rogues, which are kind of dex uh, or agility, whatever you would want to call it. So your ACD. Exactly. Your support. So, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so like titans for the longest time, their sort of design mantra has been, I'm basically a walking bulwark like i'm either stationary behind the the shield or i'm like sliding and punching you in the face like you know i'm either like holding my ground or i'm closing the distance well they revealed that you know in this upcoming seasonal update that titans were getting what's essentially the closest thing to what they'd call a dodge like an active dodge it's not really a dodge Mm -hmm. it's more like i think they're like boot thrusters i think that kind of give them a burst like a directional burst um yeah it's like a burst movement yeah and so um which I was just going to say with like dude marchers, that's already kind of possible, but whatever, I guess we can complain about it (laughs) anyway. But um, so yeah, this obviously the community backlash by the toxic morons uh, essentially equated to death threats being levied at this individual to the extent that somebody literally, I think told him that they were going to like find his address and move next to him to make his life a living hell because they were so upset with this change. And so at this point, like, I will on, sorry, yeah. interject here. Yeah. It was actually because, if I'm remembering correctly, it's because Destiny players in D1, Destiny 1, there was an exotic that gave the Titan an in-air boost ability or dodge okay. ability. Okay. There was an exotic chess piece. And the Destiny 2 community was like, yo, we want this chess piece back in the game. And this developer was like, it ain't going to happen. And they were like, fuck you. We're going to kill you. And so that's why he went off oh maybe maybe people were mad that they weren't getting this exotic back at the game yeah and i mean like the like yeah i was gonna say like the 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 sort of scenario as to why it happened is almost kind of irrelevant because the the focal point is the fact that you're threatening somebody's life over over a change in a video game and like Mm-hmm. That is something that I I've noticed. I want, so I'm going to kill. So I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And it's like at some point, I know there needs to be this is a general thing. It's kind of a side topic of like there needs to be a better system for sort of reporting and like scrutinizing these sort of individuals that if they do levy these threats against you, you can't just say whatever. the. F- and I think in general, most social media site like I've, I've been seeing this change where like I think more legislation and look i know in europe especially in like the nordic states they've actually implemented like pretty pretty severe penalties to like threatening somebody like threatening someone's life over social media over like twitter or facebook or whatever it is um the same goes for doxing mm-hmm. they actually like they they will literally like um subpoena the um the social media network in question that it occurred in for like documentation on the individual who actually made the you know the claims so there's a sense of increased accountability that's coming from making these sorts of statements but at the same time it's like and i i just wonder if it's like a fucking venn diagram of like the people who are sort of either you know mentally abused shut-ins or have severe developmental stunted or like just kind of like social you know anti-social issues who do shut themselves in and only want to do something like game all day because they want to feel better about themselves or whatever the fuck it is like 
will literally go to those lengths and it often happens in gaming because they feel entitled to something and they feel entitled to something because well i've put 900 hours into this game i've learned so much about this game i've got good at this game i have a sense of ownership now where it's like okay that's fine you can feel like you have a sense of ownership but you fucking don't you don't work for Mm -hmm. the company you don't own the rights you don't own shit In fact, if you actually even read the terms of service, all you own is a license agreement to play the game. You don't own the game. You you accept the terms and conditions. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. No, but seriously. And so it's like, but this delusion of like, I, this is so important to me. It's worth threatening the life of another person over. That is something I will never ever fucking fathom in in the gaming community no, like it's, dude it's what the like fuck is wrong avengers with you end game it's like watching avengers end game and iron man dies spoiler alert oh yeah and and you go on twitter and you're like hey marvel iron man's coming back though right and marvel on twitter is like nah and you just like throw a little bitch fit tantrum because you're like but he needs to live because he's my favorite character. It's like he doesn't need to do anything because he's a fictional character and somebody else's idea. This yeah. isn't yours. You don't and own I'll, any of this. Yeah, also, please. This is a movie. You are here to watch it. Let Robert Downey Jr. rest. He gave you 10 years. What more do yeah, you want, bro? Dude, let him been, go. He's, he's, he's done his time. Yeah, it's. But yeah, it's, I, I, it's so, well, and so bizarre. What's totally disconnected from reality. It's like, what do you say to somebody like that to get them to realize that you are being fucking delusional? You are completely detached. And also, I wonder, it's like, I mean, a lot of it's really it's just you're emotionally stunted. You don't know how to deal with the feelings that you're feeling. You probably don't know why you're feeling the things that you're feeling. And you just probably are are like acting on years of untreated and suppressed like emotional energy so you just have to direct it somewhere and so you're frustrated about this thing because it's literally like it's the whole thing of like crimes of passion right crimes of passion don't happen if mm-hmm. you're fucking in tune with your emotions and you're actually processing your shit yeah but if you're just constantly pushing you shit put- down until you're middle age and all of a sudden you wonder why you know oh man i just really want to take a hammer to my spouse's fucking brain you're like okay dude that's not a that's not a normal thought right like that's not a healthy thought you need to be able to realize typically when- no typically right i'm sure there's some atypical scenarios and with this disclaimer <laughs> if you are thinking about taking a hammer or any other blunt sharp shiny deadly object to apply it forcefully to somebody else's head don't do that thing because that is that is not good to do yeah i think you just solved everybody's issues man thank you for that that was awesome i think i just solved world peace <laughs> and hunger um hold on i'm ascending (laughs) yeah i don't know it's it's just it's it's really so i guess like the thing that i was kind of want like to tie back into the actual game it's like do you see anything any changes that could be implemented from the side of the developers that could mitigate not necessarily those reactions because those reactions are not they're, they're not in the scope or in the in like you just can't control people like that like those people need professional assistance some of them probably do need to be institutionalized to get the kind of help that they need but um mm-hmm. i do think that um do you, or rather do you think there is a space 
within sort of the scope of the game and what the devs can do to promote and facilitate maybe healthier gaming habits or and and again like this is this is not to sort of take the answer out of your mouth but like even as i say this i feel like it's just futile because you can't control people i mean we knew a guy right who basically who told us that he almost overdosed on adderall because he was farming the legend rank in like nba 2k19 it's like bro what the fuck like there is no there's outside of parental controls implemented which most consoles have them right unless like you unless there's somebody there mm-hmm. literally preventing you from behaving like that people will fucking go ape shit on any kind of system feedback loop and that's just i mean like, and that's just ba- the basic dopamine abuse or basic like serotonin abuse like if you don't have the it's self-control, it's an addiction. It's a psychological addiction. Yeah, yeah, and then and there's always this argument of like, oh, the developers are abusing these people, you know, who who have like gambling addictions and they're preying on people who do that. And it's like, well, are they really preying on them, or is no, literally they put is, something in the game and people just took yeah, advantage if, of it? Yeah, if if they know, yeah, if they know that there are whales out there who are going to buy that then I feel like we would see more purchases in games, kind of like the Star Citizen route, where there'd be like several hundreds of thousands of dollars just be like, hey, put it up there. Maybe some moron is actually going to buy it. And like, I feel like that's not the case with a lot of games. Like most of the shit that's priced is, unless again, Valorant, like $80 fucking skins, like go fuck yourself. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's usually at a price point that is attainable by every almost everybody, right? There's always going to be outliers. But like, if you put a engram system in the game or if you put and and this goes back to the thing where it's like with a a game like destiny which is literally the game is the fucking grind so is wow so is any mmo because and this is the thing you just can't fucking win with these people if you don't put a grind in and we just give you everything you want within the first week you're going to be bored and pissed because there's going to be nothing for you to do there's going to be no sense of progression there's going to be no sense of growth you're going to be tapped you're going to be tapped out by fucking day three but then if we put in a system where they grind out the battle pass in the first week yeah and they go complain about how there's no no content content. yeah that dude because you you, you've done it all you've done all the content like there's literally no like here are your rations for the month yeah save it so you don't starve to death and they're like i ate all of it where's more and it's like no that's that's not what i said yeah you were supposed to make this last you have to wonder though again going back to the mental health thing and the sort of like in touch with reality aspect if somebody unironically i'm sure there's people who meme on it right there's people who like they're very well aware of the fact that they burn through all the content but like if you are if you literally unironically burn through all of the seasonal content within like let's say you're in like the fucking top one percent of people who like kind of steamroll through it if you like it's like speed running a game if you speed run a game and then you complain that there's no more you complain there's no more content i really have to question how in touch with reality you are because what the fuck were you expecting? Like, that did was you a just, huge thing with Valheim. Yeah, like, did you disassociate? Like, what the hell happened? Like, you did the thing. It's like saying, hey, I'm going to, here's $15 or however much a fucking modern movie ticket costs. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch the movie. The credits roll. And I'm going to go, what, where's more? Why not more? Give more. It's like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Literally, like, dude. So... I'm, I won't go on a Valheim ramp, but like no, go that, for it. This go whole for it. We're talking yeah. Valheim with any yeah. any patch update. There's always yeah. like a bunch of is, comments. Is this it? Like yeah. Why 
why is this taking so long? Like, I expected more. It's like, mother, mother fucker. Here's the you, thing. Here's, we are not here to live up like, to your expectations. Back, you are not here to live up to mine. Back in the day, back in the day, you would go to the store, the game store, Blockbuster maybe, or GameStop, or wherever, and you would buy a game on a CD, and you would put it in your console that is not connected to the internet, your PlayStation 1. You'd put it in your PlayStation 1. You'd play it for 8 hours, 16 hours, however long the game was. And then you would beat the game and you'd go, wow, that was a cool game. And then you'd take the disc out of the the console and then you'd move on. And if you want to revisit it later on, if you're like, oh man, that was a fun game. I kind of want to experience that again. Then you play it again. Yeah, it's, you it's literally like a, just new game plus it. Like yeah. things can end. It's okay. Well, and this is the thing Not where everything has to be forever. Well, and this is the thing where when we talk about like the delusion and the self-delusion, it's like nothing is forever. Nothing lasts forever. We live in a state of constant change. And if you think that you can just I mean, again, it's like I, I really do wonder how many of these people have some severe mental issues and, and just can't cope with either their lives or reality because it's literally detached from reality. You are trying to hold on to something that will inevitably leave you and that will change. Now, you can go back and revisit it. That's fine. But it's also mm-hmm. going to be different than it was then, because it's like it's the thing with like that pissed me off the most with like um with like the nostalgia, like nostalgia in general is not reliable. People love to think that it was always better in the past when it wasn't. You probably, if you actually time traveled back then, you'd be bitching about things just as much as you're bitching about them now. But because there's this distance yep. between time, you're like, oh, it was just so much. You're, you're romanticizing, you're, you're sort of fluffing it up. And I remember when it was a couple mm-hmm. years ago, Blizzard announced that they're re-releasing the original version of World of Warcraft, which was vanilla wow well they called it wow classic now wow classic was a fucking massive success because at the time shadowlands was kind of shit that was the most that's the most recent expansion um and people have been begging blizzard for an official re-release of vanilla because the game really was very different very very different than it was um Mm -hmm. it's like saying comparing not to the same extent but it's like imagine going back and playing the red war and d2 as the red war and then like d2 now right like tons of changes tons of different kind of like kind of almost like different game essentially yeah different game essentially um and so people were clamoring for it because for the longest time they would only play on basically kind of like illegal private servers because they wanted to play they're like hey i miss vanilla i want to play vanilla things were so much better in vanilla vanilla came out Everybody went to, I mean, I was one of them. I had a fucking blast in it because I was like, it's been almost, I don't know how many years since I played this version of the game. I miss it so much. There was a lot of nostalgia. There was a lot of kind of like, you know, it's like revisiting an old, it's like visiting an old friend or, or a location that is, you're very fond of that you haven't seen for a while. But of course, you're not revisiting it as yourself in that point in time. You're revisiting it as yourself now with all the experience and the life experience and the changes that you've undergone in that time. So it's like, while it was nice and there was a sense of nostalgia, a lot of the arguments that people would make for why the game was better started to fall flat on their fucking face. One of the biggest reasons that they started like clamoring for it was like, do you remember when it was hard? I want to go back to when WoW was difficult. Like, it's just so difficult, so hard. 
Turns out it wasn't. Turns out the only reason it was difficult is because everybody was playing it. It was like the first time that an MMO of that scale entered the mainstream. So nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. Nobody really yeah, knew. Because it was new. It was brand new. Nobody knew the raids. Nobody <laughs> knew the fights because not even the devs really knew what, what the fuck they were doing. It was all kind of uncharted territory. Now with like, you know, God knows how many, like 16 or 17 years of, of fucking uh, data mining and refining of these of these fights the raids weren't even raids you would just go in and the shit would burn instantaneously because everything was optimized out the ass everybody knew everything everybody everything was data mined all the arguments mm-hmm. for do you remember when there wasn't a group finder system and we had to chat to each other in general chat and we actually had to like form connections yeah that also went the way of the fucking dinosaur because everybody has discord everybody fucking uses third party apps to fucking facilitate that doesn't matter if the game has it or not like you're not living in 2004 bro now. Yeah, like how much of a reality check do you fucking need? It's not 2005. Move on. But like this thing of like this times old man. No, for real. It's like this this I this just like desire to clutch to the things that you feel are secure and you feel are immutable is false and you are deluding yourself. These things will change. Life will change you will change the only like, guarantee is that things will change and so to like fucking it's like you're just you're fighting against the most fundamental law of existence like good fucking luck with that no life is about movement and and i'll equate this whole kind of feeling of nostalgia and the past being better i'll equate it to this this thought right here Imagine, imagine your childhood home growing up, right? Everything was big, like it was big space because it was, you, you were small. Because you were tiny, yeah. And you have all these like distinct little memories of things you did in that house and every little corner that you would like stare at because you were two years old and didn't know any fucking better. Sure. And you're just sitting there staring at the floor or the cat walking around the house or whatever it may be. Now, imagine... You go back to that childhood home now. It's going to feel very small, very quiet. It's going to look like a reflection of somewhere you've been. It's going to seem so, so familiar. And you're going to go, oh my God, like I remember this room. I remember this place. And you're going to look around and you're going to feel like a a feeling of remembrance. But it's a house. It's not there to continue to grow with you. Unless, of course, you're moving back in. But not, not in this case. We'll just say... You're visiting. And and at some point you're just gonna have to go, wow, yeah, I remember all of this. And and you leave because it's not yours anymore. It's it's a memory. Right. It can't right. always it's a, it's a, be a, tangential a, or, or tangible. It's a reconstruction. You're reconstructing an experience that you had God knows how many years ago. And of course it's not it's it's a reconstruction. It's not the original. And also like mm-hmm. this desire to hold on to things as they are to the point where you are like fucking white knuckling it is really what you're doing is you're you're continuously sort of injecting whether it's the past or a delusion of the present into what could be you're you're taking up all the space in your life for this thing that you feel like has to be a certain way instead of accepting it for what it is enjoying it for what it is and just having a healthy relationship with it instead of this kind of like like going back to the thing with like you know sending death threats to developers or before that it was specifically sending death threats to like 
uh, openly gay or trans developers or especially like women in pro in tech like that's a huge fucking problem where like oh you're a you're oh a, a woman who who a woman who makes games like time to fucking send the most you know misogynistic shit your way it's like anything that challenges your perceived worldview of how things should be purely for on the on the premise of it exists dude you need to have a really fucking like hard talk with yourself and then probably uh, openly you should seek a therapist you need you need a professional's assistance to understand why you're this fucking kind of like locked in in this particular worldview whether it's a false sense of security whether it's a false sense of prestige or authority or power or whatever the fuck it is you're deluding yourself and ultimately that path is not going to lead anywhere good um but again going back to like destiny and like gaming and just the gaming industry in general and like there's a lot there there is room for sure to talk about predatory practices and to talk about things where they know that they can sell you like like mobile gaming is one of the biggest things right where it's like oh it's only it's only 99 cents it's only whatever and like they know that they can you know get that get that money but like you said yeah this is a company that exists to make money don't forget yeah, what course. you're interacting Ultimately, with. The the goal is to produce a product and and increase revenue, acquire co- revenue from that product. However, and I feel like this is the case with Bungie or Ubisoft, <laughs> right? Bungie, right? Um, they see that you pay for their product, or sometimes with the free to play aspects, you don't pay. Right. Yet they still want to give you what you pay for or what yep. you're there for. And so for something to be predatory strictly is like not typically the case when it comes to gaming, I feel. And I feel like there's like, so many hey, other you paid us a hundred dollars and we're never gonna update the game. Battlefield twenty forty two. But that's not even working on it. That's true. I mean, that's not even pressure. That's just like those blatantly like defrauding. But that's a different that's a different story. But like also yeah, I feel that like was, that what, was corporate pressure. I feel yeah, 100 percent, 100 fucking percent. Like, I think it's it's the 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 thing is like, while while what I'm about to say doesn't discredit the fact that these practices do happen in the industry, I also want to kind of have a reality check. And I think that out of a lot of different industries, when I want to talk about predatory practices against consumers, I feel like the gaming industry is not that fucking high up there. Like, let's talk about the automotive industry. Let's talk about the fucking the like the housing market and that and just and just like it, there's there's so many loans right a high apr and like there's just so many mm-hmm. things that that you can point to that are fucked up at a level that are just like and again it doesn't these these, these things don't exist in vacuums it's all interconnected of course but like the i do feel like for system. yeah oh god yeah like there's so you know, 50 grand to go to college <laughs> yeah nah, no no um yeah <laughs> No. Um, and like the fact that it's just, I don't know. Like, I just don't see it. And again, this is like the, it's the echo chamber thing. It's the, it's the whole, like, you know, the vocal minority making, making waves and trying to stir shit up on Twitter or on Reddit and all these different things where it's like, right, you're, you're voicing your opinions on a social network that is then being picked up on algorithm. That's then like, you know, you're 
enough people who share the sentiment and they might not even think that deeply of it. They give you a retweet, they give you a like, they give you an upvote. And all of a sudden your initial sentiment is ballooning into this bigger thing that you think, you know, and people think like, oh, well, bigger number better, it must make it true. It's like, no, like there's an element of truth there for sure, but nowhere near on the fucking scale that, that, that you think it is. Are you yeah. going to say something? Sorry. Know. Okay. Sorry. So, so all, all in all, I think FOMO does exist in destiny to an extent. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. uh, but, but only if you have unhealthy, unhealthy practices, someone who's playing the game, just to play the game, will get everything that they want out of the game. Sometimes not even finish the battle pass or the season pass before the season runs out. And that's okay because you can still play the game and enjoy it. Yeah. That's what it's there to do. You don't need all the cool camos or the the ornaments to play the game. If you want the clout, if you want the notoriety, if you want to be that guy that when you walk into a, a random server and people are like, oh, wow, he's level 457 and we're two weeks into the season, then then go for it. Sure. But here's the but, thing. Even on that note. in mind the level 12 players around you. <laughs> But even there, it's like, I, I don't know if like, there's an element to that example that it's like, seasonal ranks can be purchased. You can literally buy rank. You don't need to grind it. So this element of prestige is also sort of illusory. Because like, they don't know if you ground, grounded it out or if you just, if you have too much fucking spending money to burn. And the same goes for any of these kinds of games. Like, and you could buy... You could buy accounts. You could, I mean, in this, the sense of prestige, right? In general, the sense of prestige and renown, especially in online, in online worlds and in social media, it's all smoke and mirrors. Somebody that has a mm -hmm. fuck ton of followers that can be very easily manipulated. That can be very easily duped. The same goes for likes and retweets. Like literally spend fucking like three, three minutes Googling it and see just how many services there exist online to artificially inflate your, your prestige or your renown on these different things. Um, now obviously like there, there is yeah, profile boosters and all that. Yeah. Stuff. All, all that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, with like destiny, it's like the seasonal rank doesn't mean shit. Yeah, we've we played with people who were 300 and something that were fucking like dumb as a rock and like didn't know strats and like didn't know the game like they might have been a good shot but it doesn't mean that like you actually have like any kind of overall game sense other than just like you're literally just fucking like raw dogging shooting shit in the face constantly and it's like okay well, yeah you just have time you just put a fuck ton of time into it you're not really like excellent you just have a lot of time in the game and the difference between like what we'd call a good player, right? And somebody who just has like a huge time investment are very different things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, like the FOMO thing. It's like, again, it goes to the thing of like your, your satisfaction, I feel like should come from a place of awareness and a conscious choice. If you want that thing mm -hmm. and you want to grind for it and you don't want to pay for it, then do it. If you say, you know what? I actually get far more satisfaction in attaining rank 100 without paying for it then go for it if you're the kind of person who's like yeah i don't give a fuck i just i'm gonna play the game anyway but i want all these things now sure dude if you got the money for it then go you know spend it but if you feel pressured if there's like peer pressure or you're feeling this sort of external pressure that's forcing you quote unquote to do these things that's when you need to take a second, check in with yourself and really come to terms with where is this coming from? Why am I thinking like this? Do I actually want to do this? It's yeah, 
I, I don't know. So like it's it's unhealthy to the extent where people are like obsessing over like, oh my god, I have to do every single thing in the game. But a lot of like the the FOMO, I guess you could say that I've experienced personally, I if you want to call it that, is like for, for example, you have that one like tiger stripe black and gray camo shader in Destiny. Yeah, yeah. And and when I see that, I go, damn it. I wasn't around yeah. in the game. Like I wasn't playing the game around the time that you could get that. Now you can no longer get that. Yeah. So I see that and I'm like, shoot. Damn it. Oh well. Like there's more shit. There, there's always going to be more stuff. There's going to be cooler stuff. There's a constant influx of new things. So even if you do miss a gun that say it gets sunset and you're like, oh man, I never got to get that gun or you never got to play with it. Sure. If it's good, they're going to add it again. It might be a different name, might be a different skin, whatever, but there's going to be something like it or But there's like, there's also like fucking 700 guns in the game, dude. Like if it's not that one, there's going to be another one, you know? However, I will say destiny sunsetting expansions and story Content. that that's something Things i want to talk pivotal about. yeah to the story of the that, universe yeah that's something so i feel like, like making it yeah. just making it so you can no longer play red war which was the first initial story of destiny 2 yeah you can't play curse of osiris you can't play forsaken like those were very very i feel when i was playing them important exposition and backstory for the game you can go on youtube and look up all these lore things you can you know watch playthroughs of the campaign sure but i feel like it's important especially for new players coming into the universe maybe not important for them to enjoy the game but i feel like it's important having the knowledge of it where if it was like if i knew about it and i bought the game because I was like, oh man, that sounds good. And then I couldn't experience that thing that I bought the game for. I'd be like, oh, whoa, what what the heck? Like that sounded really cool. I wanted to do I wanted to do that. Yeah, I think I think that's a and pretty so I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think Go it's a good idea for them to sunset uh like story content. I understand servers can only handle so much. But there, there's got to be some sort of way to still incorporate it rather than just having it in sparse dialogue or like lore books or something. Yeah, I think that's a pretty, f- I mean, that's in my opinion, like the one criticism that everybody can levy against Bungie and the, their handling of Destiny and, and the way that they literally delete, you know, half the fucking game um, to make room for new stuff because it's just like mind boggling to me. Like it's whatever their justification was, like I, mm-hmm. I didn't mind it too much because like I knew I was going to be, I, I like the change of pace. Like I don't really miss Titan, you know, I don't miss Venus. Nobody misses Venus. Venus was fucking terrible. Um but like <laughs> yeah uh, yeah io was okay with io was fun but like it, the all the locations they got rid of were like comparatively like when you compare it to like the throne world or 
um, Europa, right? Like mm-hmm. Europa and the Throne World really, to me, shine as like a, a le- like a step up in what a Destiny zone can be, both in terms of scale, but and in terms of just like kind of like flavor and and just like what's actually happening. Like it, they feel far more dynamic than the old zones did, which is now na- a natural thing that's going to you know be kind of like um, uh, that's going to come in any sort of game especially it's a live service game if you have the same dev team they're going to learn they're human right they're going to experiment they're going to make mistakes they're going to learn they're going to improve but um yeah i think the Mm -hmm. whole argument with like destiny just like you know the game got too big in in terms of install size nobody fucking cares about that okay modern warfare 2019 was like 200 fucking gigabytes because of uncompressed textures they only just with vanguard finally managed to shrink the fucking file size down with some new like texture streaming tech and i'm sure mw2 is probably going to be around 160 180 gigs when it's like a couple of seasons into you know with like a bunch of new maps and operator skins and all the other shit they added to the game with like post-launch updates but like the thing that and and i'm sure that they fundamentally didn't want to do it but this is something when we talk about like what we want to see from the game going forward and what they what what i think destiny needs most destiny doesn't need a destiny 3 but what they need to do if it's at all possible let people carry all the shit that they have from destiny 2 into whatever you can just call it destiny just call it destiny again or or whatever the hell you would call the next iteration of it Mm -hmm. but i think the thing that destiny most needs or that needs most desperately is new netcode it's pretty clear that whatever like they've been working with since i mean d1 was released in what 20 13 2012 when the hell did it come out like 2013 or 2012 i don't even know let me check let me check real quick but like i think around 2012 yeah and so like it was let's see destiny oh sorry one release date 2014 okay 2014 so it was probably in development okay for i'd say maybe three to five three to four years um roughly give or take so it's already running on like pretty old old like tech right and i know that there have been updates in d2 but like we've talked about like and i i'm fully aware of just how like ludicrous what they're trying to do is in the sense like there is no central server it's literally you can play globally with anybody like that's impressive in and of itself right there's no regions you just play with whoever which is fucking great but yeah it's peer to peer peer to peer essentially yeah um but like it's at the same time like getting like you said getting rid of expansions because like first it was zones and then they got rid of forsaken which is like it's an entire campaign that's no longer in the game there needs look why right Mm -hmm. i'm sure you guys have whether it's technical debt or whether it's just like you said like the servers they're the way that they're doing it just can't handle it's too much shit or they feel like it's no longer relevant because they're moving forward to other stuff which is like this is the issue of kind of like the living world thing it's not just live service it's like a living world it's like me being upset that I wasn't around to see like the fall of the USSR. Well, I w- didn't fucking exist then. Why would I be upset about <laughs> something that I didn't, you know, it's like, why would I be upset about oh, something that I couldn't have perceived? Right. And so it's like in in the sense like destiny yeah. more, more than, and I mean, wow, wow does this too. Wow's had a lot of pivotal stuff where it was almost like a, it, you know, if you wanted to get the achievement, you had to have been there. And so if you missed it, well, that's fine. Why would you be upset about that? You weren't playing the game then. But like, if you have it, it's a cool memento to show. But but the thing is, like, it's like, you know, it's like you want to be able to experience that. You want to be able to relive that or to see that sure. there's an element of like, it's fucking content in a game. 
It doesn't need to be like real life. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's a cool sense of like we're never probably going to replay the seasons that we played in the past. You know, that content's gone. I'm sure it's I don't know if they even have it backed up. Right. At the same time, I don't have a desire to replay season of the risen or season of the splicer or whatever. But at the same time, it would be kind of fucking cool to have that content still like not the seasonal shit necessarily of like the the bounties or whatever but like it would be cool to be mm-hmm. able to ha- like hey man i'm really bored of farming this thing you want to go do like another like splicer protocol or whatever the fuck they were called yeah sure why not it's like the way that wow still has all of the old raids and dungeons in the game that if you want to go back and farm for like appearances you can go back and do that they're all it's all still there yeah there's some stuff that's been trimmed and moved around and cut but like nowhere near to the extent the bungee does with destiny but like yeah wow still has all the old stuff it sounds like yeah but I, i would like to recant what i said about new players and it being an issue that they don't get to experience yeah the uh the old stuff because the way i'm and i'm just having this revelation as i sit here um that that'd be like me saying you can't enjoy destiny 2 unless you played destiny 1 yeah which is not true because i didn't play destiny 1 really but i still enjoy like i've I've got 1500 hours in this game yeah like i love this game but i never played destiny 1 and so I will say for new players, you don't need that that prior experience. I think what it comes down to is, like we were talking about earlier, nostalgia. Like you lived it, and so you want to be able to recall those those emotions and experiences and feelings and thoughts from that time. Yeah. But the difference between like, oh, I really liked this thing that happened in Destiny One. I can go black. I I can go black. Oh wow! Okay. No, I, I, I can tell, go I can go me, back and replay Destiny <laughs> later. Okay. I can go back and replay Destiny One. Right? And I can play all those yeah. stories and I can relive that. But the thing with Destiny Two is like it's not a separate game. They just straight up took that away. That'd be like you buying a copy of a game and then you buy the sequel. And you're like, oh man, I really want to replay the prequel, the one that came before this. And it's just gone. Like it literally disintegrated or like got lost. Like you're not able to relive that now. And they don't make any more copies of that. It's like, it it feels so harsh, I guess, because it was just taken away. Yeah, there was no... Rather than just preserved or archived. Yeah, there's no say. There's no saying it. Like no matter how hard the community, you know, said one thing about hey maybe don't do that or maybe it's like it's it's and this is where we talk about like you know the fact that like there's probably very technical reasons for why they had to do what they do like i think in, in an ideal world they wouldn't have they like there's no there's sure, no yeah rational, i don't think they wanted to no yeah there's no rational reason like if you didn't have to why would you right if you didn't have to get rid of it for the sake of performance or stability or whatever whatever the you know the, the rationale was because they've even mentioned it like in that yeah. i remember when they first put out that really really big blog post where they were like, you know, and, you know, we don't have access to the source code. We don't know how the hell like they they work and how their code base is. But like, I remember when they first put out that post that was talking about, excuse me, that was talking about why they wanted to change it uh, or why they were removing these locales. It's sort of tying it in also to like the fact that like, oh, the darkness is here. The darkness is, you know, swallowing up these planets. They literally said that like, 
the code base literally got so unwieldy that it basically just incurred far too much technical debt for them. Like you make one change or add one thing, something in some other location breaks, something somewhere mm-hmm. else gets fucked. And then it's just like, you know, it's double, triple, quadruple the work to even do a small, simple thing. So to keep it light yeah, and just, agile, they have to, right, obviously trim it. But I, I mean, no I agree with you. Gain yeah. from, from getting rid of that stuff. So really, it's not anything predatory. I don't think it's something they wanted to do because they gained nothing from getting rid of it. Yeah. Um, they, in fact, it was they kind of took an L. They, and that's why they, I think they had to preface yeah. that. That post was saying, like, we know you guys are upset. We we don't want to do this. But, like, this is why we need we, to. We, we um, have to. And it's, yeah. like, all all the Bungie developers like most of them at least like they play test the game like a bungee developer probably spends like four hours a day out of his work day playing the game and so yep. they themselves are invested in the game which means they care about it similar to the way a consumer would yeah if not more because they made it yeah it's, it's so there. yeah yeah that'd be like say an artist with a sketchbook and going through your sketchbook taking a handful of your of your first pages and throwing them on in the fire it'd be like yeah, oh man i don't want to do this like they there's no reason for them to do that with any sort of like monetary gain or yeah like there's no they're, yeah they're basically trying to future proof um, they're trying to future proof their product against for themselves essentially um but so okay we kind of mm-hmm. talked about fomo and we talked about sort of like the you know the actions that bungie's had to sort of take with destiny so far um moving forward because obviously we're on the cusp of a new season right now oh season of the whatever we'll, we'll figure out what it's called in like what four days does it come out four days yeah but even talked about that yeah i know i know we need to talk uh, about that 20- right now Third, two days. Jesus. Okay. Yikes. I need to clear two my sleeps. schedule. Two sleeps and then fucking in it. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Arc 3.0. Arc 3.0. So, like, that's actually probably a really good example of how Destiny has changed in the fact that they have been reworking the subclasses one by one since Beyond Light, since the introduction of um, Stasis, which was the first Darkness subclass, um, and which introduced basically a brand new paradigm to the way that you approach building your subclass and, and sort of just building your character. Since then, they have done Void and solar now we are on the cusp of arc which is the last one to get the makeover which obviously everybody's expecting everybody to be running it in the new season because of course it's gonna i don't know if it's necessarily gonna be overpowered but it's new shiny right it's bringing it in line to the tweaked power and the dynamic that like solar and void got to to hilariously not bring them in line with stasis because when stasis was you know king and beyond light there was no fucking reason to use anything else because it was arguably the best one because <laughs> because of the fragments, right? And like now it's like I forget Stasis is in the game because right, yeah. Void Void and Solar have been brought up to a Nobody level that it's like hardly oh, uses it anymore. Yeah, I mean it still, it still has its really good use cases, but it's like it's nowhere near. It's still as, great. Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it hasn't changed, right? It's just it's the fact just that just as good as it was at the end yeah, of the Stasis. You yeah, know, yeah it's just whatever, it's just that like it yeah, it's just no longer so imbalanced that you actually it's just have new shiny. Yeah, and. <laughs> Well, and then and, and Void and Solar are at a point where like they're highly viable again um, for multiple reasons. But like, yeah, I think I think the way I that, haven't even touched Void since, since yeah. it was released. Oh, still love it. Still love it. But um, with like Arc, you know, on the cusp or Arc 3.0 on the cusp, it's clear that they are capable of making kind of pretty game changing changes to the game um, with every seasonal update. Not saying they should with every seasonal update, but 
it's like something that I wish a lot more devs would kind of take a page out of hilariously enough Fortnite's book. Um, Epic and the, the studios working mm-hmm. on that game, like they shake shit up. And I'm sure to, to some people's chagrin, like they probably shake shit up a little too much where like every season they, it's like, all right, we're just fucking throwing all this shit out or we're vaulting it or archiving it as they like to say. So it might come back in the future. But for right now, we are going to, you know, just we're focusing on the new, new, we're, we're experimenting, we're trying new stuff out, we're keeping it fresh, we're, we're improving on the stuff that sticks and works, we're throwing out the stuff that doesn't, and it's iterative. It's like, it's iterative in the sense that they're constantly improving and tweaking and changing stuff up for the sake of fun. We want to keep it fun, we want to keep it fresh, we want to keep it dynamic. Like, I know, for example, that if I skip, like, a season of Fortnite and I come back to a season after that, it's going to be a completely different fucking game. Well, not completely, but, like, not enough is going to be different that it's going to be like, whoa, what the hell is that? Or, whoa, what is this? Or, what's, what's whatever? Whereas, like, it's very easy, I feel like, with content updates for games to get into a sort of stagnant, here's more of the same, here's this thing but it's slightly this but you know it's this thing with a little bit of a different flavor or this thing with a little bit of a different aesthetic or something like that call of duty (laughs) yeah but here's the thing with cod though and like it's easy to shit on cod but at the same time there's a reason it's literally one of the most popular franchises in the world you know what to expect you denny's you go, no, but you, you, you go to McDonald's, you order a Big Mac, you expect a fucking Big Mac. If you go to McDonald's, you order a Big Mac and you get a taco, you're you going to go, what, what, the, you're getting. what the fuck is this? But I will say that for me, at least, Cod has McTaco. been the McTaco. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> the legally distinct McTaco. Um, Cod has always <laughs> been one of my sort of, it's the bread and butter, you know? It's just high-paced fucking crazy-ass arcade shoot-em-ups and they've added some fun gadgets over the years but we've seen we've talked about this firsthand we've seen what happens to the call of duty community the moment you add something in that, mm-hmm. that's too much of a change this happened with advanced warfare this happened to an extent with infinite warfare and it definitely happened with fucking black ops 4 when they went for the whole operator skill route personally i fucking loved uh, black ops 4's multiplayer i love the gadgets i love the alts i love the fucking hilarious situations you can get I into i hated it I love that shit. It was so fucking fun and it was so different. And so, but like that, see, there's my point is that it wasn't COD enough for a lot of COD players. The same way that Advanced Warfare's wall running Mm -hmm. and double jump was seen as like a, it was seen as so sacrilegious that they literally ran with the boots on the ground marketing term for like six fucking years following Advanced Warfare. But no, 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 boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. Don't worry, boots on the ground. It's like Battlefield going to the specialist system rather than the traditional four class system. Like yeah. it's just different. And people are like, Whoa, different yeah. bad xenophobia. Yeah. 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 It's new. It's different. Yeah. It's scary. Uh, I don't like it, which hilarious taco. It's worth it. Trust me, which hilariously enough, but you just said that you hated black ops four. So was it worth it? I didn't hate black ops four. I didn't like the, the specialist system, but I okay. still played the game. It was oh, still okay. fun. What and not to I not just to, didn't like that particular change. Oh, uh, I see. I see. Okay. Blackout was a, was a blast. Blackout was fucking fun, dude. I still That I, was I, phenomenal. I, I love that game. That that map was also really fun. Like when they added like there's like, you know, the haunted manor mm-hmm. on the hill where they would get zombies and they add, they added fucking um oh my god. Oh, that was so good. What's the yacht map? They added a bunch of classic like black like uh, black uh black ops hijacked. maps to the hijack, yeah. And then like um 
the the penthouse one was also there it was uh, yeah i love that map i need to actually see that game mode still alive i would love to hop back in and play it um it was just fun i mean it was was new like that that aspect was new and it was good i mean and speaking of when you do something new and off the norm it's just gonna hit or miss you're well you're going to alienate people by default goes back to what we're saying like yeah you're gonna lose somebody somewhere yes exactly you're going to like there are going to be people who love it. There are going to be people who come to it that are new that love it. And there are going to be people who just like have been longtime fans. They're going to fucking hate it. And that's exactly, exactly how black mm-hmm. ops four went for a lot of people, I think. But yeah, it's I think like, that, Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say like, it's going to be interesting speaking about COD as to what's around the corner, because they've said that Warzone two is launching like six days prior to modern warfare two. And we still really don't know anything about Warzone two. Like, is it Real. Warzone True. Chapter Two? Is it just? Is it? Are you gonna have Warzone and War? I actually no. I think they're not gonna have Warzone and Warzone Two. It's just gonna be Warzone Two is gonna be the new thing. But it's like, what does that mean? Like, are you gonna have all of the guns that you've had from 2019 in the game? Because that was the biggest sell of Warzone was, hey, get this gun in Vanguard, get it in Cold War, get it in Modern Warfare. You pop it in a Warzone, you can use all your guns. But at the same time, like, that's a fuck ton of weaponry to be balancing against each each other right like that's insane like four Mm -hmm. games worth of guns plus the war zone guns like that's fucking nuts um but we'll see i mean destiny 2 has 700 weapons no true but Uh, but but going back going back to that Mm -hmm. it's like the destiny 2 also has a very clear meta right like and that's so does warzone like when you have that many weapons destiny but that's also expected in a pool of that many weapons. If I have 600 weapons, it's going to be much easier to find the ones that stand above, you know, the so 100 because you have it's just a larger pool and you're like, "Okay, cool. Well, this one's clearly better than this. Here's the tier list. Here's, you know, and then you're going to just go into like, "Okay, yeah, recoil, fall off, stopping power, mag size, stability, ADS or like TTK and like uh hip hip to fire speed." Boom, there you go. Like that's that's like what else would you be, you know, measuring? Destiny. And then, Destiny PvP will never be balanced, so the most you can do is just have fun. I just want to put that out. Well, there's a reason there's no competitive uh, mode. There's a reason why the most competitive shit is trials, and there's no there's no Destiny esport because it's not designed for that, right? It's not designed yeah, no. to try to have a fair and balanced it's a PvE playing game. Field. <laughs> yeah, it's a PVE game with a PvP mode that's arguably a meme factory. I mean, for fuck's sake, when you showed me that build with the uh, Huckleberry, there's that's not balanced. There's nothing bad, you know. The best, the best excuse no. you can make for balance but is it's okay. Fun. It's fun as shit, yeah. The, but and there's like, and we saw it happen in real time in the matches we were playing. We were both running these broken ass fucking Void Hunter Huckleberry builds with like SMG mods out the wazoo, and then we would just drop like fucking six people like it was nothing and steamroll the enemy team and then halfway through the match you just see you know oh curious half their team is running huckleberry as well now i wonder why and it's like right the it's not balanced but the only the only fucking solution to that is if you're getting stomped on by whatever weapon that's clearly in the meta you're just gonna swap to whatever the meta is and then you're gonna level the playing field that way and it's just like yeah that's always been the strat that destiny pvp has taken and it's like i just really going back to the whole delusion thing i understand that for a lot of content creators they just need to put shit out to put shit out because that's literally the name of the game in content creation but at the same time the amount of just absolute batshit crazy takes I've seen on like Twitter or like the Destiny subreddit for specifically like Crucible, like Destiny PvP. I really wonder if these people are aware of what game they're playing. 
And like when they talk about sunsetting or they talk about mm-hmm. like guns being nerfed or something's coming up and something's going, it's like this has literally been the case since D1. This is the game. There is no other game here. What do you think you're playing? If you really wanted a high, like balanced, well, it's fair, not like it's not like Modern Warfare. Yeah, it's not. That's why you're not playing Modern Warfare. Like it's, it's go, just go play. Go play that then. Yeah, go go play the game you want to play. Like what? You're what? allowed to do things that you want to do. Yeah, it's like watching Spider Man and being like, "This is nothing like Batman." Like, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> that's why it's not that bad. Like, totally feel like that's a real person. Because they, like somebody they, has yeah. that in their brain. Yeah, I mean, look at the batshit fucking sentiment that people hold. And it's like, if you just thought about what you said, like, it's not even critical thinking, bro. It's like, it's it's barely thinking. Like, just think about what you said for all of one minute. Not even that. Just give it another pass through. Run that through the feedback loop one more time and realize how fucking stupid what you said is. Can I have a Sprite? Take a sip of Sprite. This tastes nothing like Coca-Cola. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this apple tastes nothing... Yeah, because it's Sprite. Yeah, this banana tastes nothing like a lemon. Yeah. Like, what? What? Okay. I, I just, it's just. What's your point? I yeah, they taste like a lemon. Or just eat a lemon. Yeah, I really do think some people just they whether or not some people are just shit stirs and they're aware that they're shit stirs and that's okay. But I really do wonder for those people who just I like their shit. Yeah, stirring shit's fun from time to time, right? Being a provocateur, like there's there's a there's there's merit to that. There's like a there's a social benefit to people that are willing to poke fun at things that most people won't touch, but. Or call shit out. But like there's also a degree where and I do think for some of these people, it's like it's the warped view that social media has created of just reality. And like also just like takes like hot takes like people just want to have a take every fucking day because, oh, I got to feed the audience something. They're hungry. You know, here's all right, bitch, need up. And it's like they just say shit with need validation. Yeah. This is like next to zero context or like insight. And then somebody has a knee jerk reaction to it, whether positive or negative, which creates that, you know, dopamine feedback loop. Oh, look, I'm important. Someone's fucking engaging with my stuff. And it's just it's just trite. There's nothing there. There's nothing behind this thin ass veneer of like you're just complaining. It's like those people we talked about this before, of like those people who just complain to complain. And you're like, wait, are you like actually struggling with yep. an issue that you're trying to resolve or Oh, you're not. You're not. Oh, okay, you just like this. You like you like spinning your wheels like this because it gives you something to talk about. Good luck with that. Yeah. 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 Just I am just Lord. enjoy what you get. Well, and it's like there's no you take even, what you get and, yeah. and enjoy it. Damn it. And and enjoy it if you can. And if you don't, please, please, for the love of God. Don't force yourself to do something you don't like. Like every one of us in life, we Touch have to do things. Grass, gamers. Yes, we want. We have to do things that we don't want to do to get to get through them. Like everybody's gonna go through that. But this is entertainment that we're talking about. This is no, you know, you just just smooth sailing all the way. Well, I know for a fact that's not true. No, but everything I'm not gonna just get kind of works out for me. Yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> okay, 
shit, this yeah, is the persona. <laughs> this is the persona he's got to project. Um, but it's like this yeah, is this might be a podcast character. Yeah, this is this is these are like voluntary actions you're doing for the sake of entertainment, which should be fun. If you're not having fun, don't do it. And if you see other people that are having fun, it's like that meme, uh, that that webcomic of all those people sitting around the TV playing a game like split screen. And there's that one guy standing goes, well, actually, the game's not really that good because they removed it. And then like, no one pays attention to them. And he says, well, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> I something, something like it's blah, blah, blah. It's going to be worse in the next patch. And now no one says anything in the last panel. He's like screaming at them like, stop having fun. And it's like, yeah, that's what you sound like. You sound miserable as fuck. And you sound like you want others to be miserable with you mm-hmm. because misery loves company. And if you're not having fun doing the thing you're doing, then fucking don't do it, dude. Go do something else. You not liking something that's popular doesn't make you interesting. Doesn't give you fascinating talking points. Really just kind of makes you a miserable cunt that nobody that wants to be around. contradicts my entire personality. You've that's just true. destroyed my my identity. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. We uh, we can't talk about it anymore. Oh, fuck. Fuck. We're done. Um, I guess to put a kind of yeah, a, a fine it's... a fine point on it, because we're almost, you know, 100, I almost said 100, an hour and 40 minutes. Sorry, actually, you were going to say something, please. 180 minute hours. Yeah. Uh, what? You were going to say something. I don't was know. I maybe, I cut you off. maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm just hallucinating. But um, I was feeling. I mean, I mean, like going back to kind of like just to wrap it up of like for me at least why i think destiny is such a great game is that oh jesus sorry just smack my mic might be um the way that you can just sort of seamlessly string together activities because everything is so instantly accessible like that's that's one thing that i i remember talking to you about i'm like this game is like world of warcraft without the travel <laughs> like that's one thing that's great about wow mm-hmm. is that it is an open and mostly seamless world so you can literally go from zone to zone just by walking there there's no loading screens like there's actually very few loading screens comparatively in wow for a game its size than like other mmos which has always been one of the biggest draws for me and why it feels like a real space because the continents are fucking huge and you can literally run from one end to the other without ever hitting a loading screen. Which again, give me your email, I'm sending you a recruit. Yeah, that's crazy. But it's incredible. It's re- and they were doing they, they were doing this shit back in 2004, which is fucking nuts. So like, there's 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 that. But at the same time, like Destiny, like all the loading screens are are hidden with like the whole like transit things, which look cool as shit. You know, you're warping to the location. You're in your spaceship. Like they 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 they, they did a yeah. really good job of masking it. But the it's fact is thematic. that it's thematic, it right? And and Unobtrusive. everything everything is instantly accessible. Hey, I'm getting bored of Lost Sectors. You want to go get some homies for a raid? Absolutely. All right. Well, that didn't pan out. Let's go do some insert activity here right and then you have the whole the fact that everything is tracked the fact that you have if you're an achievement hunter Mm -hmm. that game is a wet dream like everything can be progressed everything can be tracked oh my god there's so many achievements and not only that but if you're a lore nerd one of the coolest things for those of you that are unaware (laughs) by completing triumphs which are essentially achievements you unlock grimoires now grimoire is a book that you would get essentially chapters of as you're progressing through it so they have these really cool sort of side sometimes it's side stories sometimes it's actually like fleshing out a really big kind of pivotal thing that might have happened in an expansion but very well written um small like chapters essentially and usually like the books will have what like mm-hmm. maybe 15 
15 to 18 chapters per per like book and then once you collect them all if you you read it from start to finish i mean you can read them all online they're all data mined right but like when you're working for them you're a goddamn nerd and true ishtar collective um you can (gasps) yeah you can just collect these different things and like get a really cool kind of like you know glimpse into into just the the characters lives or locales or maybe like fleshing out a more a more minor character and kind of making them a little bit more you know like well-rounded um but yeah there's just so many cool little details not to even mention the things they added now within like maybe the last year or so uh or whenever that was with the with the synth chords with like actually being able to customize your appearance and make your character look exactly oh, how you want. Transmog. The tr- tr- basically yeah, transmogging in Destiny. That's so, yeah, that's such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's in, in uh, games like that. MMOs all. I mean, that sh- that shit's industry standard, right? Like, I'm happy. It probably took them too long to get to it, but it, I'm happy that they finally got to that point where they're saying, "Hey, you, okay, listen, like we get it. You want to yeah. look, you look fly as shit. We have really cool armor sets. It's all about pimping your character out, making him your own, and uh, and kind of just going from that, and just and just giving players a way to not only feel like they belong in the world, but that they are connected to their avatar, that they're connected to. They exist. In yeah, the world. you exist in this space. Yeah, and. I think like going back to the social element with the whole single, not single shard, but like the ease of accessibility that, you know, you can meet people also like the, the usability of the destiny companion app, which is arguably one of the best companion apps. I feel like I've come across for, for, for games, like for modern games, or like MMOs. There's everything um, on there. Yeah. It's, it's great. They've, they've done a really, really good job with kind of just the getting the game to where i think it needed to be for a while and if there's anything that i could almost just hope for in the future is just whatever they need to do to move away from the clear technical dependence on deleting content to make room for more content and to which is almost like i feel like destiny now though has become so it's clearly so seasonal it's clearly so transient that I feel like once the community gets used to that, which they already have, and I'm not saying this is a good thing, but like it's not going to hit as hard if you know that the content is gonna, you know, be going like after a while. Like, yeah, if you if you told me that in the next season the Dares of Eternity were leaving, I don't think I'd really give a shit. I mean, I'd just be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I still need to it's get like, some hey. of those like achievements, but like, eh, whatever. Next year when Lightfall comes out, Shadow keeps going away. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Whatever. You know, it's been in the game for years. Sure. I've, yeah, I've no, seen, they've yeah. done it before. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, I've played Shadowkeep, but then two years from now they're gonna go. Why did they take Shadowkeep out of the game? Yeah, I can't get it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's also like, and this is to sum up. This is probably different for. Um, this is probably different for people who don't play multiple games, but like that never really hits me because like if i'm not playing destiny i'm on cod if i'm not on cod i'm on wow if i'm not on wow i'm on eve if i'm not on eve i'm doing some other game or i'm playing some indie shit or i'm on final fantasy 14 or i'm on god knows whatever like i i I game hop a lot i i like that i like to keep things fresh and interesting and i don't i don't i don't like to stay in one like place for too long just because you know just you get preventing burnout i'd rather you know just i want to hop around i want to see what other people are doing so kind of ideas they're they're exchanging and all that but i do understand that if it's your only game and you do feel like you know there's that sense of belonging and whatnot 
I can see why that would upset people. At the same time, I also don't think that investing all of your time in one singular thing, whether it be a game or whatever, is necessarily the best way to go about things. I do think that keeping it diverse, mm-hmm. changing it up, mixing it up. I, I also understand there's a financial component to this where like, you know, not everybody has the ability to just continuously purchase a variety of different content to keep themselves, you know, going. Like it's a little different for me because I do create content. So it's like considered a business expense essentially. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, I, I know that, the, you know, it's not a static reality. There's there's lots of sort of points along the spectrum that are kind of, you know, that people approach these things differently. But like at the same time, if you're losing your mind over the fact that like four-year-old content is leaving a game, maybe, maybe reassess why you're feeling that way. Yeah, there's, and that, there's enough free stuff in the world to keep you busy forever. Yeah. So yeah, whether you run true. out of stuff in Destiny and you're like, oh, I'm going to go play this other free-to-play game because it cost me nothing. Or yep. you're like, I have finished every single free-to-play game on the Steam market. Yeah. What do I do? Like, look outside, my my gamer bro. Yeah. There's, there's a whole world out there and you could just start walking and it costs you nothing. And you can go talk to somebody <laughs> and, and have a brand free. new experience. Yep. Go yep. put your identity somewhere other than your computer screen. Yeah. And and you might not wheel when when Destiny has uh, a week off before season changes. Wait, what was that? You might not what? And you might not squeal. Oh, squeal. Or like freak okay. out. I heard when wheel. Destiny has a has a week off. Yeah, I thought I thought you said you, wheel. I was like, what? Turn into a, a car and you revolve. Right? <laughs> so when you're a car, basically the transfiguration becomes this. Destiny good. Play game fast, slow, no matter. <laughs> okay. But no cry when game slow because you play fast. Ooh. Because <laughs> real person make game. <laughs> real person limited by real biological flesh body. To you. <laughs> real person restricted by yes. pathetic meat body. Yeah. Okay. We'll put that on a poster. I think that's so some marketable stuff. Stop. 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 <laughs> Stop the fucking car it's analogy. It's like a hot air balloon. But it's made of meat. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> Hot air meat balloon car. <laughs> nice, dude. Oh, BRB. Mid journey, come here. I have a prompt for Get you. It out of my head. No, please. No. Stop. I'm doing that right now. What was that? Mid journey, or no? It was oh, a meat so car. So imagine, hold on. Imagine a, a hot air balloon. A hot meat hot air balloon. A hot air balloon. A hot meat made balloon. out of meat. Cool. I'll send you that. Um, that'll be merch for the podcast. Oh, um, but um, yeah, that'll be the uh, the title or the the fucking what's it called? Clip clip. Uh, the thumbnail. What's the, the word? Oh, the thumbnail God. for the fucking thumbnail. Podcast. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, so we're obviously two days away from Arc 3.0. We're probably going to have another episode covering Destiny literally like next sunday so a week from today because we'll have at least you know almost a full week of kind of 
experience with with the new season under our belt. We still have no idea what the new seasonal content's going to be, uh, aside from Arc 3.0, right? Like they haven't mm-hmm. talked about like what were, the activities are going to be or changes and things like that outside of kind of the, nope. the stuff that the classes no are getting. No ideas of activities. We also no foreshadowing. Nobody no, knows what's going to happen. No, which is also you know props to Bungie that they do keep things so tight lipped because obviously this is such a massive game with a massive following that like it's kind of incredible that we know next to nothing mm-hmm. until the content drops, which is awesome. And there's also probably going to be surprises along the way. But I think that's just cool. Yeah, one thing that uh, definitely wanted to touch on was the kind of um, in the last ten minutes of this podcast. I think you know there's the the way that the narrative has been unfolding over the years, the way that we've seen characters come and go, the way that we've seen, um, you know, redemption arcs and sort of uh, exposition and the deepening of the lore and the world and kind of like our place in it. And um, we've talked a little bit about this, about, you know, we know that we're getting a new raid this Friday that could be something that's coming back from the past. It might not be. We don't know. We don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, the, mm-hmm. the sort of secrecy and the kind of where is this all going is for me at least they've done it well enough that there have been some arcs that i didn't really give a shit about or some plot points that i was like okay whatever kind of a you know a diversion but hey nice um but for the most part i would say that in comparison to most mmos they've actually done a pretty fucking good job with keeping like like having big kind of exposition you know expansion laden like pivotal plot points and then also keeping the interest in between the seasons you know like when you think back to like season of the splicer and like why are we befriending the fallen and then whatever the season was when we first Mm -hmm. uh, got introduced to keitel and then it was like oh okay we're actually like forging bonds with it's it's that traditional rpg kind of like you go around you start forging bonds with all these different races so you can band together and stand against the big bad you know it's nothing new but the way that we've done it has been really interesting because for the longest time we've only ever had an antagonistic relationship with both the fallen and the cabal so having splinter factions from both of them with the house of light and with with cabal's legion or Kaido's legion um has been a really nice kind of breath of fresh air where we're seeing something other than human right because the player character mm-hmm. is only human you're either a regular human an awoken or an exo which is just the human that basically uploaded your brain to a robot body but you're still still technically a human you're either woke as fuck or a bot exactly but or a meat balloon or a meat balloon yeah moving forward what would you like to see in terms of both like lightfall and you know they've teased you like i think we've got lightfall in the, the final shape right was there was there yes. another expansion okay so lightfall the final uh, shape there might be there might be okay we have yet okay. to see maybe they'll take it and go destiny universe get rid of the two that's um, true yeah what would i like to see what would you like to see uh, in terms of like the narrative in terms of locale like i know personally for me i'm ready to get the fuck out of the system i would like to see other like stars that, that would be cool, cool. andromeda planet yeah, let's go there. Or like, you know, Andromeda is always the easiest one because in sci-fi, it's like, yeah, it's, it's the closest star to us. Let's let's, let's mm-hmm. peep that. We've obviously gone beyond the system in terms of like the ascendant plane and the things where like whenever we go to anything that has to do with the realms and of the nine. Yeah, but I don't I don't really consider that beyond like, you know, I let's still be in local space, but like outside of the soul system, which I understand like we're defending it. There's no reason for us to go there, but I think it would be nice if going forward 
maybe post the witness encounter or post the big bad darkness encounter, we maybe turn to a little bit more of an exploratory exploratory direction instead of we're constantly defending the system against threats like free roam spaceships. No, I don't know if necessarily that, but like something that gives a, I mean we've talked a little bit about this of like is there a reason they picked the name destiny for their game other than it's a really good marketing name for a game right like destiny implies like predestination right like there's mm-hmm. something that you're working toward that is larger than the sum of all of its parts it's bigger than you that is something that is also kind of very unknown and so I don't know if it's if there's something that they're tying in with that. Like, I mean, we've we've known through conversations with the Exo Stranger that there are multiple timelines that she's from one where the darkness won, that there are um, that that we have sort of as the, the guardian character have been coming to terms with the fact that light and dark are not inherently good or bad, that we need to learn mm-hmm. how to wield both of these elements, both of these like sort of facets of, of these paracausal forces to sort of become more integrated, right? That we're not just forces of good. We have actually arguably done some pretty fucked up shit as as guardians, right? Um, there's a reason. Yeah, the, the, lies have, the lines have been blurred. Yeah, and then and also like there's the reason where you're you're sort of feared by a lot of different um, uh, a lot of different races. But uh, I mean, we're essentially genocidal maniacs in their eyes. And there can be um, evil guardians too. True. Uh, yeah. I mean, like Dredgen. We're, we're th- yeah, Dredgen. And, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot I would like to see. Sure. Um, primarily, I think it's... I, I personally love that they hide stuff before yeah. the season launches. I yeah. love waking up on Christmas, you know, quote-unquote Christmas morning and going, oh my God, look at all this new stuff. Yeah, it's literally like and a little mini Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And, That's absolutely what it feels uh, like, yeah. So I like that they hide stuff. Uh, what I would like to see is some sort of new enemy type yes uh, that would be something cool. that's not Rather a variant a of a race yeah 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 like, it's the cabal but with blue armor it's like okay <laughs> yeah it's same, it's yeah, same we, move set give me yeah. a different uh we've had the hive we've had the red hive we've had it's like a hive yeah hive red hive lucent hive which arguably are the most different and then we've had fallen yeah. scorn which are dead fallen and then variants and of the, of fucking cabal and like the, yeah like, i feel like the taken have been way too far out of the picture the for cool. yeah but i want more again, taken the taken is just like reskins the of the, the yeah yeah reskins with, with of the different thing, but they have different like abilities, abilities. yeah cool. i feel like yeah there's room um, to add there's room to add there's room to add more enemy types within the enemy the races like we mm-hmm. saw that with the with the briggs in beyond light you know new walkers or i don't know actually if the they witness, were in d1 the witness is a different species very possibly. true yeah hopefully let's be or whatever the you know rolk was as well or rolk is i guess yeah technically. L- like Lubrian, like some lubrian lubrian yeah something something new something different i would love to see a new like specifically darkness enemy type with that like types ties into like where yeah what Rolk was or just the kind like of resonant energy yeah ex- exactly exactly something something new something kind of to shake shit up it's not just the same stuff that we're familiar with um i would love to see Once, oh what was that i want sparrow racing league yes yes i want i want i want, I want aerial combat give us spaceship. Give us something. Yeah, that's actually, we talked a little bit about this, but like one thing that we loved about Warframe, we should actually go back and play that and do a podcast about that because it'd be fun as fuck. Of like, Warframe is just like so fucking cracked in that it's like, hey, you want every feature you've ever liked in a game? Here you fucking go. 
here's here's you know crazy ass third person kind of run around kill shit plus you have a ship that, that's like your little hub that you can decorate which i would love to have an actual like player housing room that we can decorate in destiny like give me a fucking like penthouse a, in the tower dude can we like, have come a on. clan clubhouse yeah can we get a guild where hideout? we can display like triumphs and rage yeah and, and can we just vibe out and can we just chill and just like it's like i would love to see something that makes destiny feel more like a world you can just chill in instead of just activity to activity to activity to activity to activity. Like, I mean, that's shit that like we've been clamoring for in World of Warcraft for years. We still don't have player mm-hmm. housing in that. The closest thing we got was a thing called Garrisons in an old expansion, which was like kind of like a pivotal thing in that expansion that was the closest we got to player housing, but it was less that more like manage your castle class of clash of clans shit. It was cool. They did a lot of cool things, but it's like, no, no, no. I want a give me a domicile. Give me something that isn't fucking laden with like quests and activities and all this shit. Just give me a space to chill that I can decorate. Let me role you know? play so we can yes. have a debriefing before the yes. raid. Yes, a place to just vibe the fuck out. Absolutely. So, we'll even love if to see it's that. just like a little room in the tower that only your yeah. teammates can walk into. Yeah, like, it's something like, as simple as that. Yeah, it would cannot be, cool. be that difficult to do, right? And make it instance, make it like de- give us some decorations to put up, you know, different r- throw rugs and shit. Like it's going to be fine. Um, I would love to see that. I agree. I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, something it, like when you mentioned sparrow racing, but anything that's like a non-competitive slash non-shooty activity would be awesome. Like just something to break up the just to break it up. Yeah, just something to break up the fucking, you know, like variety, variety that doesn't exist specifically in the first person, like aimed ADS, you know, fucking kill shit consistently. Like there's enough of that in the game. I think they could definitely stand to add just some some nice flavor or maybe like seasonal events that are Destiny uh, fashion show. Yeah, I was literally going to say like WoW does this with what they call micro events or micro holidays where it's like they have their big holidays that have like a bunch of quests and content and things like that. And then they have literally there's an in-game calendar that tells you, hey, by the way, this Saturday is like Orphans Week or Children's Week where you go and like run around with a little fucking like orphan child who like lost his family during one of the in-game lore wars and you take him to see a bunch of cool shit around the world and you buy him ice cream and you like show him what it's like to be an adventurer and like kind of like you know educate them and it's like really cute and cool and like you can do it for a couple of achievements but it's annual you know comes through they have fashion weeks they have dance offs yeah. they have they have all these different little things that like give you something to do in the world that isn't just constantly and even like in the sense of lore right even in like if you want to role play it you're not even as an adventurer or as a guardian everybody needs downtime everybody needs something other yeah. than the thing that they're constantly doing and, let me go enjoy a bowl of spicy ramen at one of the tower ramen yes stores. yes absolutely like just like little just things little little just hold you to interact and your guy sits and eats ramen like yeah I, just yeah little little things little absolutely stuff. no absolutely just that's, be cool. ab- that's exactly just little, little details like that if Bungie wants to hire me on i'll i'll teach myself how to do it yeah but but i'll do it i'll be specifically the the ramen guy yeah cool i think i know a guy i'll put you in touch with that sounds great but sick thank you yeah any anytime dude anytime just let him know i am a car yeah, car, hot, meat, balloon. Don't sweat. I got your thumbnail working right now. That yeah. could be your your LinkedIn profile picture. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we'll have another one of these at the end of uh, at the end of next week. We're going to be talking all about Arc 3.0 and the new seasonal stuff, what we like, what we don't like, the direction that the season or the game is going in, um, which I'm sure is probably not going to be that much different than like the path that we've been on now. Um, we are still due for more information about Lightfall. We don't know when that's dropping. They haven't been talking about it at all. And I'm like, uh, I, I think the 23rd they're talking about it. Oh really? With with the new season? Okay, then that, yeah. that, I was gonna say that sounds about right because okay, that's that that makes sense because I'm like it was we're almost in September and like it were due for something even like a release date and just kind of like snippets yeah. of stuff. But um, also, yeah, maybe a potential like new weapon type. I would love to see something that's like give me like fist weapons give me like more melee weapons that are not just glaives gauntlets. and swords give me give me two yeah gauntlets give me like a cestus or like a flail or a mace or something a like imagine knife. a uh, Wait, nice. they already have a throwing knife. Yeah. What if they, like, imagine, like, a Titan with a fucking, like, two-handed mace or flail just fucking, like, properly oh leaning, God, leaning, leaning into, like, the, the kind of, like, fantasy, you know, medieval kind of aesthetic that they've kept from, like, you know, especially, mm-hmm. like, an Iron Lord, you know, why wouldn't he? Like, a, a, fa- a flail in one hand and, like, a deagle in the other, just a hand cannon, just fucking shit up, like, please. Um, Dude, if you could, like, oh, God, that would be so good. <laughs> yeah yeah right yes. like yeah it'd be fucking fun as hell um also was thinking about like you know the potential for like a subclass that maybe like like summoning things like summoning like a pet subclass imagine like a warlock summoning some kind of thing from the void that's not necessarily just a floating ball that shoots projectiles like maybe it's a little taken so, demon or something so, that uh, runs around and fucks shit up that's yeah kind of what i was leaning towards because i think everybody's on the same page that the next subclass is going to be corruption. So yeah, like Thorn, Osteostriga type corruption. Yeah, yeah my yes. belief is the third, like final decay. darkness subclass, will be residents. Oh, okay. Or yeah. it could be residents. It could yeah. be residents. Taken would be sick, especially if oh. I mean they clearly have that void to fill in terms of just like who is behind the Taken now? Is it Zivo Zivo Wrath? It was Oryx. I it think. was Oryx, it's, right? I think it's Zipu now. Okay, okay. So we probably have like. We probably have some time before we get to her since we just dealt with Sabathun, but like, which also begs the yeah. question of like, you know, is Sabathun really dead? Why, why is, you know, Amaru still around? Probably not. If, probably not, right? We're, we're, we're going to see her again at some point. Probably, I could see her as one, like a frenemy. I could see her coming back as a kind of frenemy like she was in the season when she was yeah. still in the Chrysalis before like, Witch Queen. Maybe we convince her that we need her help to like, talk her her sister talk zivu into helping us defeat the witness because she's like yo mm, sis true. the witness lied to us and zivu's like what what yeah that uh, bitch. we gotta kill him now and she's like damn Shit, i guess damn dude so now we have the hot on her side <laughs> yeah which also begs the question it's like you know we're like making all these allies like how is this going to play with with like what's give you know, the witness a big old hug and the game's yeah. gonna end credits roll the power of friendship um well one power thing that's um <laughs> one thing that also could be the potential for something in the future would be like um m- like different races for the guardian you know like different you know you could be a hive guardian or a fallen guardian or something i mean that that would that would probably Ooh. be way too much work to try to you know to, to incorporate that yeah. 
Um, but shit, I could you go know. on for hours about cool shit like that. True, true. We can have a brainstorming podcast. That'd be that'd be kind of fun. Just like throw fucking ideas out. But yeah. Anyway, um, I guess mm-hmm. thanks thanks for listening, y'all. If you made it this far, I mean, we're two hours in or over two hours in. But um, yeah, we'll have Arc 3.0 discussions and stuff coming up this Sunday. Next Sunday, excuse me, it is Sunday. Um, also, probably chit chatting a bunch about Lightfall and other stuff. Yeah. And we're going to have a busy couple of months with all the releases and, you know, talking about all that stuff too, which will be very nice. But yeah. um, get amped, get amped, get, get amped like arc, like electricity, <laughs> arc 3.0, right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In the podcast, I embarrass myself. Peace out.